0: But I want to talk about the democratic debate and just sort of give my, um, you know, give my own, uh, ratings of, uh, what I thought happened and, um, you know, look, it was, it was, I feel like I can't pick a fucking, I just can't get a break. Cause every time I try and, um, like show, it's not even about showing people like I'm a hundred percent looking for a democratic, uh, president, um, you know, I think what the Republicans have done this year, you know, they, obviously there's been some good things. Nothing's entirely bad, but, like, I'm not... Like, we've had all these, like, fucking draconian backwards abortion laws. I, I just don't understand what it is with Americans and this sanctimony around, like, the fucking womb. And, and it's just simple. It's, like, just there's studies that show you don't even come online you know it's sentience that matters and i'm all for you i'm all for your opinion but once you start outlawing abortions like i, I can't like i can't pretend that what you're doing is right so i'm off with that all these fucking you know you you will not believe the prices that are coming Can we just fix the fucking outrageous medical system in the US? This cannot be difficult. It cannot be difficult. Everyone's getting rinsed. And they're only getting rinsed because you didn't just give all the powers to the fucking hospitals and the big pharmaceutical companies. You also, for some reason, gave it to insurance companies. And everyone's robbing everyone else. And the only people who suffer are the cunts with no money. And you're one of the most developed countries on planet Earth. And yet people get sick and they just... Die or they live, but they end up homeless. Like this is mental to me. Like, there's a great standard of healthcare out here if you can afford it. By the way, as someone who's been through the healthcare system with a little bit of money, now yeah, brilliant. I call up a doctor. I'm feeling ill. No problem. Have some fucking scans. Ten grand, like. But the scans are there and the results are there in two days. And if you need if you need surgery, you're straight in with a fucking pioneering. You know, leader in the field. Well, actually, we can get you the best surgeon for that. Oh, yeah, brilliant. That sounds good. How much? 20 grand. Uh, I don't know, mate. I think I might rather do it with myself with a fucking rusty spoon. You know what I mean? It's like, it's ups and downs. But it's fixable. Because you've got the first part. No, I'm not exaggerating, by the way. Uh, these numbers, uh, you, you'd be amazed. Um, you know, I told you. For, it was like raising the money for Maria. I, one of the reasons I've been working so hard to get the money for Maria's surgery is because, uh, first of all, they, they wreck you. The insurance companies on the whole, um, what you can and can't have. They'll do everything to wriggle out of just even giving a contribution. So she's had a surgery that's gone wrong. Fixing a surgery that's gone wrong isn't covered in your insurance, especially if they can say, oh, well, it's experimental. So, I had to fucking go get all the money up front to fix her stuff. So I had to make forty-one grand on top of all my other money that I got and that's tied up in stuff. Forty-one grand to have a correct to have corrective surgery. So that's why everyone's like fucking hell, Richard. You know, you're doing all this work and that because they have to. Because to make that surplus. Now I'm lucky enough to be able to do that. I was telling, like, Moses and the guys, like, when we were talking about it, I was like, I work, I, I made, m- like, pretty wild money last last year, but I, I had no quality of life. <laughs> I was just working all the time. But has to be done, right? And when you consider, we we hit 4,000 subs on the No Majors Club, but that's how much of a contribution it was. I needed 41K to get out this surgery. So that's the American healthcare system. Uh, we haven't had the operation yet. It's in uh end of August. So thanks for asking, though, Jerush. Appreciate that, mate. Uh, so, anyway, you know, the, the Republicans, I think, have been a. The, this Trump infused Republican Party has been a letdown. And honestly, you know, look. I wasn't a supporter of Donald Trump going in. If it had been Bernie and Trump, I'd have gone with Bernie. Just to see what happened. And because I don't like billionaires um, making policy that affects everyday people. But it wasn't. It was Hillary, who is a fucking, uh, you know, some, like, just evil. Like, just a fucking lump of evil in a, a pantsuit, you know? I just couldn't. But uh, I think, I, I you know, uh, I think he's been a bit of a bumbling sort of international embarrassment. No one here as bad as Boris Johnson if he becomes Prime Minister of Britain, but bad. And also, I just sort of want the world to go back to normal. I am sick and tired of hearing about how apparently Donald Trump is the most evil man ever. And even though, you know, ah, oh, the immigration the concentration camps at the border. Yeah, but Obama created them yeah but donald trump's using them but so did obama i'm just sick and tired of it so i just want the world to go back to normal let's put a democrat in so you can stop having your mad little hissy fit and your fucking tantrum and and hopefully it just resets the world like an etch-a-sketch i'm just you know listen it's not about taking the blue pill guys uh i'll be red pilled for life but part of being a red pill is you see things for what they are it's you know I I can't do four more years of this nonsense. I can't do four more years of um, everything being racist. I can't. It's mental. I'll I'll fuck it. Let a Democrat win. Now, as it happens, I actually think there are candidates on the Democratic uh, Party that I think will make much better presidents than Donald Trump. And one of them, unfortunately for me, it seems, I thought Tulsi Gabbard, right? I liked her right from the start, right from her inception. I like to go and back uh, in 2016 when she spoke out about how the primary was rigged against Bernie. She was a very good ally to Bernie, which you wouldn't necessarily think because she doesn't come across as, uh, um, you know, like a-, a socialist. She served the country, right? Do you want your commander in chief to be a draft dodger, bone spurs or like fucking George Bush? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing coke Right, D- do you want that, right? Or do you want an actual person who's fucking served Who knows what wars are like and will do anything to avoid them Definitely the latter for me, thanks Um. So, I liked her in 2016 and as she sort of like started progressing through and it was very clear she was gonna get a run, I was like, Holy shit, this could this could work. She's got just enough neocon credibilities because of her background, but she's not interested in being a war hawk. She's a woman, she's a person of color, she's got a very distinguished career. Well, what I didn't realize was <laughs> by picking her, um Ah, but she's all right, Rich. <laughs> She's alt-right and she's a Russian bot and white supremacist is so I'm like, fuck, I can't even get a break. Even when I go Democrat, I get called it. Because that's the fucking madness. Listen, you think I'm wrong. After, right, after the debate, after the debate guys uh there was these polls that said tulsi did well because i thought i don't i think tulsi did terrible in the first round of debate i thought she really uh lost the ball there was a couple of moments where she like misspoke and stumbled over her words she barely got any talk time um but she did have one roast where she wrecked that cunt and she and and people like roasts people like stand-up moments so it's not inconceivable she could win an online poll if that was all you saw But look, man, look what happened after the fucking primaries, dude. Mother Jones. The Pulitzer winning Mother Jones. Internet trolls are raving about Tulsi Gabbard's debate performance and they're calling her mommy. The Hawaii Democrat continues to draw support from elements of the alt-right. What would a Democrat woman of colour who is criticising Trump, what would she, how does she appeal to the alt-right? How? And you realise, oh, it's just the same shit, it's the same shit, it's the same shit. Like, do you know what we should do? Just, let's just cut all the fucking nonsense out. Let's just get the Democratic Party and CNN and MSNBC and NBC and ABC and all the blue checks and let's just get them in a room and say, right, who do you want to be president? What's, who who is it? Is it Elizabeth Warren? Is it? Is that it? Because I can't be bothered listening to another round of someone who is clearly not a Putin agent being called a Putin agent. Someone who's clearly not alt-right being called alt-right. But that's where we're at. They did this on the basis. And this is what I mean. This is why, you know, it's like, what do I do? I backed her from the start. (laughs) I backed her before any of this. Now it's guilt by association if you back, Tulsi. They know that. Look at this high-profile right-wing and alt-right internet trolls like Jack Posobiec, fellow Pizza Gator, uh, Michael Cernovich, and Infowars' Paul, Paul Joseph Watson. Praise God, like you just can't, Like if those guys say she's good, then you can you can't have that opinion. You have to have a different opinion. Cernovich called Gabbard the breakthrough star of the night, while Posobiec retweeted a post calling for a movement to push Trump to hire Tulsi Gabbard as Secretary of State. So look, um, before we get into this, (laughs) let's just actually go over who sort of did well and and, um, who who, who didn't. Because I'll I'll just show you the Tulsi... Uh... I'll show you the Tulsa clip You're not clip. even a real journalist um, That's right Where was it? Was this it? Hang on, sorry, it's gotta be careful Was this the part... On Bloomberg No Right, I think this is the clip we want. Right. So, um, this is the, I think this was the clip that sort of blew up and made everybody, like, start talking about Tulsi. Because keep in mind, there was even a point where I, uh, I think I tweeted out while I was watching the debates, saying that, um, yeah, you know, they're not giving her enough time uh, to talk. That, you know, it looked like Elizabeth...
1: Congresswoman Gabbard... Yeah. You've, say, you've said you would, you would sign back onto the 2015 deal.
0: So yeah, it looked like they were not giving her enough time to talk. Uh, Elizabeth Warren had sort of dominated the, the talking points. Elizabeth Warren has also put like in the center's thing, it's another thing they do, they put the people, you you know, you you saw this from 2016, they put the fucking people, they don't treat as seriously, on the edges, give them less airtime. so I was like, oh, they're not letting at talk, but then like, she did get more and more time, and she actually did really poorly, and fudged some of the issues, but then, they were only bringing her in, whenever it was war, foreign policy, you know, this kind of stuff, right, and it's like, I want to hear what her economic policies are, and all this other stuff, because I know she's got ideas, um, I'm still backing her, like, I don't give a fuck, like, it, it's just now all the fucking lefties that are, like, gonna go down with the fucking Bernie boat, because he was, like, a fucking cardboard cutout, and as for fucking Joe Biden, he's legit senile, I'll, I'll show you that, um, I mean, that, that that's the one good thing I will say, uh, Elizabeth Warren did really fucking well, like, compared to what I thought she was, I just don't think she can beat Trump. Because of the whole Pocahontas thing, and you know, um, but like Biden's done, like he's fucking toast. And thank God, fuck Joe Biden and uh, fuck, fuck Bernie, honestly. Because the time for Bernie, to, like, he's what is he, 75? He's dying in office anyway, if you want it. So the time to Bernie to have actually been ballsy was. 2016, he should have stood up to Hillary in the fucking DNC, and he didn't. He went out like a fucking cuck and came out and was going, "Please clap for Hillary. It's important that we have a unified Democrat. You can't have a unified Democratic Party. It's a split. There's a schism." You have the socialists, the progressives, the extreme branch of the democratic arm on one side, and the fucking neocon, warhawk, traditional democrat extension of Obama's cabinet on the other. The two shouldn't even be the same party, but because of America's two-party system, you all have to put up with that. I know! And that, yeah, you're right! He's an old-looking 75, isn't he? Anyway. So... I think this is the clip that made everyone blow up over over Tulsi because, you know, people like roasts and people like uh, when people are forthright in their views and and she says explicitly, war with Iran will be a disaster, it'll be so much worse than Iraq and that that is absolutely true. We have to remember, uh, at the time of the Iraq war... Everybody, you know, American propaganda was being pushed out and saying, oh, they're super dangerous, the elite Republican Guard, all of this stuff. And it was actually like, the, the reality is 25% of Saddam Hussein's army um, had w- were carrying guns that had no bullets because they just couldn't afford to. It just, it just wasn't there. So the, the idea that they were ever like a serious threat w- was nonsensical. Now, Iran... That ain't the case. And we've got other issues again with the sort of, um, the, 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 way the money is distributed among the Wahhabist and more extremist components of Islam. Topic for another day. But this is what, uh, Tulsi rightly yeah, Would
2: out. you, would
3: you insist though that it address Iran's you know, wow, support for journalism? journalism. Uh, let's
4: deal with the right. situation where we are. Where this president and his chicken hawk cabinet have led us to the brink of war with Iran. I served in the war in Iraq at the height of the war in 2005, a war that took over 4,000 of my brothers and sisters in uniforms' lives.
0: My best friend's life, need too. need to
4: understand that this war with Iran would be far more devastating far more costly than anything that we ever saw in Iraq. It would take many more lives, it would exacerbate the refugee crisis, and it wouldn't be just contained within Iran. This would turn into a regional war. This is why it's so important that every one of us, every single American stand up and say, no war with Iran. We need to get back into the Iran nuclear agreement. And we need to negotiate how we can improve it. It was an imperfect deal. There are issues like their missile develop their missile development that needs to be addressed. We can do both simultaneously to prevent Iran from developing a nuclear weapon you, and preventing us from your going. Time to is war. up. I have just
2: a very
3: quick follow-up. But what would your red line be that would the, for military action against Iran?
4: Look, obviously, if there was an attack against the American, uh, our troops... What a dumb question. there would have to be a response. But my point is, and it's important for us to recognize this... What would your red Donald line Trump be for war? Fuck cabinet, you. ...Mike Pompeo, John Bolton, and others are creating a situation that just a spark would light off a war with Iran, which is incredibly dangerous. That's why we need to de-escalate tensions. Trump needs to get back into the Iran nuclear deal and swallow his pride. Put the American people first. Hey, but what-
0: So, you know, felt she did really well uh, with with that answer. And then there was, uh, let me see if I can get the other clip for you. So one of the, one of the also runs in this, uh, embarrassing, uh, race, um, is, uh, Tim, uh, Tim Ryan. He's not going anywhere. Uh, you know, he's just one of the, like, here's the other thing as well. Like it shows you what a fucking shambles the DNC is in. How many motherfuckers are actually like running for president in the DNC? It's like what, 20, 22? It's like, fuck me, guys, like, just still- SEND YOUR BEST, <laughs> PLEASE! 25? Like, just send your best! Send the best ones! Listen, I get it! You've given your life to politics, you think it's your time. It ain't. There's like, five or six people who've got the chops for this job. Why am I listening to the other 20? We all know you're fucking garbage. You know you're garbage. It's just fucking grandstanding. It's just fucking attention-seeking. But anyway... Tulsi and Tim Ryan had a really good thing, and this is what I mean. The public-like roasts. I think we've been... Honestly... One, one of the... <laughs> this kind going to sound so dumb, but it's true. But it's dumb, and it shouldn't be true, but it is, because the world is dumb. The one area I think neutral people who are like... I don't like Donald Trump. Orange, orange man bad. The Democrats are probably right. Should have been Hillary. The one area I think people are pro- that have warmed to Trump, because his approval rating is at like 46% now, uh, 43, it's, it's in that region, uh, depending on which poll you look at. Uh, I think the one area that people have actually warmed to Donald Trump in I- I- is in the roasts. Straight up. We've never really had a president that does that shit. Like, Obama used to make jokes, but mainly at the correspondence dinner or whatever, and we go, ha-ha, he even made one famously at Donald Trump's expense. Like, George Bush was just a mean-spirited, piggy-faced moron, the worst president the country's ever had of all time. And then you go back, and it's all a bit more buttoned-up and statesman-like, isn't it? Donald Trump's just like... I'd have thrown you in jail, and like, you know, ever since then, there's just been this fucking consistent, like, where he just straight roasts people, like, calling fucking Kim Jong-un Rocket Man, and all this, like, mad shit, you know, and little Marco, yeah, little Rubio, whatever, like, people, people like that, insanely, I don't, but there's a lot of people for hashtag team banter out there, you know, um, so a good roast will get you points, right, keep that in mind before we start looking at all this Tulsi nonsense. But th- I-, I thought Tulsi handled the business uh, really well. Here. Lops up. Lops up. Lops up. Lops up Let's calm that
5: down.
0: Yep, Today, the cool.
5: Taliban claimed responsibility for killing
4: two American service members in Afghanistan. Uh, leaders as disparate as President Obama and President Trump have both said that they want to end U.S. involvement in Afghanistan but it isn't over for america why isn't it over why can't presidents of very different parties and very different temperaments get us out of there and how could you
1: i appreciate
6: that question so i've I've been in congress 17 years
0: yeah we know and
6: 12 of those years i've sat on the armed services committee either the defense appropriations committee or the armed services committee great and the lesson that i've learned over the years is that you have to stay engaged in these situations. Nobody likes it. It's long. It's tedious. But right now we have... So I would say we must be engaged in this. We must have our...
0: (laughs) You know what I love about this? Like, seriously. Like, oh, God. I just shouldn't say this stuff. But I I, I got to. I, I think the Amer- what what Americans think You're they know about war journalism. fucking stinks. That's right. I think it fucking stinks.
7: Cambridge love the early stream much love home me.
0: Yeah, much love to you too. I think they fucking talk and talk and talk and they don't actually learn shit. I'm so sick of hearing by the way about how you know like American perspectives on fucking World War Two and it's like, fucking hell, you were in it for a little bit, congrats. You were doing business with fucking Hitler before that. And, and, and this idea that we must stay in terrible wars and see it through to the end. Oh, yeah, like Vietnam. That worked out really well, didn't it? We loved that one. And it's just like, guys, like, seriously, take it from a Brit. A tiny little island nation that was just at war forever. And at one point was big, and it now is a tiny fucking joke. Take it from someone who knows a little bit about the fucking proud traditions of, of a country that is older than yours by an infinitesimal distance that you can't even measure. Uh, you don't have to stay in bad conflicts. You don't have to see them out to the end. I know why you do. And what you don't want to say is, yeah, we stay in the country and occupy it because it neighbors other countries who want to invade. And there's the war, uh, you know, on on oil and there's the war on drugs and the opium and all the other stuff. That's why you stick out these terrible conflicts. And every every minute and every second you stay in a country that you shouldn't have been in in the first place, doing something that has no clear direction and no understanding, you're just sending young working class kids Back in boxes. And people are sick of it. People are sick of it. Even the most selfish asshole. Doesn't get a tangible benefit. Because gas prices keep going up. What are we doing? So. This is another reason why I stand for Tulsi. Because. This guy is trying to make the argument. Nope, we've got to see things through at the end. What, What is the end? Do you think you bring democracy to these countries? Western democracy like starbucks coffee like you you think they come around to your way of thinking and your religion and your philosophy and your version? do you think that happens or do you think we just get embroiled in another terrorist another war with another terrorist faction another guerrilla faction another breakaway government you know and we just stay there forever just letting people die and for what which one because middle eastern politics tells me It's the fucking latter. We we just stay there forever. Vietnam tells me this. Wars with communist countries tell me this. Just do what you always do. Put the dictator you want in place. Let's fucking give him arms and let him brutalise his people for 10 years. And then when he gets uppity and wants to go against the US, let's lie... synthesize a reason for a war kill him, kill a bunch of innocent civilians, put in the next dictator and we'll see you all again in 10 years, American foreign policy has been the same since they discovered oil in the Mesopotamia region for 100 fucking years, what are we talking about here, it's bollocks it's absolute bullshit, I'm so sick and tired of the pretense and the lies that we have to see these wars out to an end, there is no end there's never an end Anyway, sorry.
6: State Department engaged, we must have our military engaged to the st- to the extent they need to be. But the reality of it is, this president doesn't even have people appointed in the State Department to deal with these things. Whether we're talking about Central America, whether we're talking about Iran, whether we're talking
0: about Afghanistan, we've got to be completely engaged. And here's... <laughs> He's about to get fucking sot, by the way. It's so good. Why?
6: because these flare-ups distract us from the real problems in the country if we're if getting drones shot down for 130 million dollars because the president is distracted that's 130 million dollars that we could be spending in places like Youngstown, Ohio or Flint, Michigan or rebuilding I'm going
5: to give you 30 seconds
6: actually to is jump off what, what he said he will, described is engagement that what is the you problem. will
4: tell The parents of those two soldiers who were just killed in Afghanistan, well, we just have to be engaged. As a soldier, I will tell you, that answer is unacceptable. We have to bring our troops home from Afghanistan. We are in a place in Afghanistan where we have lost so many lives. We've spent so much money, money that's coming out of every one of our pockets, money that should be going into communities here at home, meeting the needs of the people here at home. We are no better off in Afghanistan today than we were when this nope. war began this is why it's so important to have a president and commander-in-chief who knows the cost of war and who's ready to do the job on day one i am ready to do
5: that job when i walk into the overall. Oh, thank you very much listen i'm gonna go down the line I'm go
0: down, I'm oh it I'm doesn't go end here guys i'm gonna go down the line here it doesn't end here well,
5: you know what you felt you felt like she was responding you get 30 yeah, seconds Go. Fair I enough. i appreciate that i hear what you're saying i would just say i don't she want to training. be i don't want
6: to be engaged i wish we were spending all this money in places that i've represented that have been completely forgotten and we were rebuilding but the reality of it is if the united states isn't engaged the taliban will grow and they will have bigger bolder terrorist acts we have got to have some present there is
0: right in case you don't know your history by the way the taliban Oh, God, I shouldn't say any of this stuff. It's just too much for... Right. The Taliban were a bunch of little beardy-weirdy extreme offshoot Wahhabist Salifist Muslims that had no power, no influence. Uh, they were just clerics with uh, ideas that if they ever got into power, they would uh, basically oppress people by inflicting upon them the most extreme interpretations of Sharia law. And they were no one. They were nothing. There is a nation. There is a nation that uh, basically gave them Everything they needed to do what they, they, they did, which was take over the Afghanistan region. And it was America. And we did it in the 80s because they were at war with Russia. And if you ever want to know your history about this, this is all you really need to know. I'll tell it to you, not in fucking geopolitics, I'll tell it to you in movie references, ladies and gentlemen. 1989, I think it was, there was a Rambo, there's a movie, Rambo 3. Maybe you like your Rambo movies. After First Blood, it's a big fucking drop off. 1989, Rambo, he goes to Afghanistan, he fights the Russians. And at the end of that movie, it is dedicated to the brave people of Afghanistan. Because they were standing up to the Soviets. So the Mujahideen went on to become the Taliban. Taliban too. America propped them up then. Then, not only that, down the road, when we wanted to stop the fucking war on drugs, because what the Taliban the Taliban say the poppy growing the poppy is not compatible with Islam, it's not compatible with Islam. You cannot traffic in opiates, but a lot of people in Afghanistan because the uh, the uh, opiate poppy seed is so rife and so prolific there people grow it and they were like listen i'll be a muslim but i'll also grow these poppy seeds sell them to drug dealers and sell heroin well america don't like heroin coming from foreign countries so to win the war on drugs they did deals with the taliban because they knew by propping up the taliban in afghanistan they came in and they killed anyone who touched the poppy seed anybody who grew poppies anybody whose beard weren't long enough beheaded America like that because it stopped heroin coming into the country. Well, stopped that source of heroin coming into the country. Know what I mean, governor? So America's done business with the fucking Taliban. <laughs> and this guy is going to sit there and piss in the face of every fucking American and talk about, oh, but if America pull out, the Taliban will be out of control. ha! <laughs> It's berserk. I, honestly, it's like ah, uh, it's just like being insane. It's like I don't know.
4: the, the, the Taliban was there long before we came in. They yeah, were and there they were long yeah, before exactly. we, we exactly. Leave. Well, we they cannot were. keep U.S. And troops they were deployed flying. to Afghanistan thinking that we're going to somehow squash this Taliban that's been there. That every other country them. that's I didn't say squash them. I didn't say squash them.
6: When we weren't in there, they started flying planes into our buildings.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Interesting take on what actually happened on September the 11th, I guess. Uh. Yeah. Don't know if I want a guy who can't even get what happened around 9-11 being president, by the way. Don't, Don't know how I feel about that. Uh. So I'm just saying right now, the Taliban didn't attack us on 9/11. Al Qaeda did. Uh oh. Yep. He literally said the Taliban were responsible for 9/11 to a veteran of the war that was prompted off the back of 9/11. Now, I mean, Tulsi's being disingenuous because it weren't Iraq either. (laughs) It weren't Iraq either, but we went there. But still to uh, it is insane it is insane like look at his face like he, he you know it was in this moment he knew he fucked up well i, under- attacked I, understand.
4: I understand that's why i and so I many other people joined the military to go I after al-qaeda not the taliban
6: the taliban, the taliban finish up 10 was seconds. protecting those people who were plotting against us all I'm saying is if we want to go in to elections and we want to say that we got to withdraw from the world, that's what President Trump is saying. We okay. can't. I would love you
5: know for us to. Protecting too. al-Qaeda right now I go in down. Saudi Arabia.
0: Boom! And you know what? They fucking moved on from that part. Like literally look at that coming in. American flag. Cuz we all fucking know. We all know, right? We all know it's the thing we can't ever talk about, right? I mean, even Donald Trump, again, this great fucking patriot, you know what he said about the kill, the the killing of that fucking journalist on American soil? He just said, listen, if we don't do business with Saudi Arabia, they'll go do business with China. <laughs> we're just going to let them do it. We're going to let Saudi Arabia out with impunity. We're just going to let them do whatever they want. All recent intelligence investigations, everything shows that there were ties between 9-11 and... Saudi Arabia, um, you know, uh, there, there were, uh, diplomats embroiled in, in ha- having links to Al-Qaeda, nah, no, 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 can't, can't, they got too much oil, too much money, too much power, too much influence, hell, even the UN lets Saudi Arabia sit on the fucking Human Rights Council, Saudi Arabia, who, on a yearly basis, beheads more people than fucking ISIS. It's unbelievable. So when told, uh, you see, everyone knows you don't fuck with the Saudis. We all got to pretend that, that they're a perfectly acceptable regime. Uh, I just love it. I can't. Ah, oh, it's so good. I got to watch it again. Um, this is why she cannot win.
6: Elections and we you
0: cannot call out Saudi Arabia.
6: That's what President Trump is saying. We okay. can't. I would love you know for us to. Who's protecting Al Qaeda right now? I go in Saudi down. Arabia
0: they are oh fuck so anyway to me on the basis of just these two clips and these two things that happened um i think it's entirely plausible she could have won a, a, a poll right like if i if i showed you those two clips right now and sure you would have watched the whole other thing so you you're not even a real you know, journalism well, like and i said That's to right. you who won who won the debate these aren't debates they're popularity contest you're but if he said to you who journalism. won the popularity contest that's right would you go and vote for her? think you might i'm on board with it you're not even a real journalism that's right so let's talk about what happened um We'll get the Tulsi stuff out of the way and then we'll talk about Yang and his mic and we'll talk about Biden. We'll talk about Kamala. We'll talk about all that stuff. Uh so back in February, actually, they were they were they were trying to make it look like Tulsi Gabbard like had some weird fucking ties to the alt right or something. They never liked Tulsi. There was always something um off. with, with how the mainstream media handled her candidacy but right so boom after that debate we get the drudge report comes in for those that don't know your history drudge report was basically one of the first ever i mean it was just one of the first ever aggregator websites and what it would do is it would take all It was like kind of an rss feed it would take all of the news that pertained to conservative Republican interests, and uh, Drudge, uh, Matthew Drudge, uh, yeah, Matthew Drudge, um, the guy who created that aggregator, was instrumental in inspiring Huffington Post, and of course, uh, without Ariana Huffington, and was also instrumental in inspiring Andrew Breitbart to create Breitbart back before Breitbart became the Bannon era Breitbart. So, interesting thing there. Anyway, Drudge Report still operates now, and it gets uh, it gets denigrated, because anything Republican, anything right-wing, bad, evil, you know. Um, but Drudge did a poll, and generally the Drudge polls have been shown. I mean, the Drudge polls had Donald Trump head and stuff like that. Historically, they've been one of the more accurate barometers uh, when it comes to politics. The Drudge Report released this poll. Who won the first presidential, uh, the first Dem presidential debate? Well, it's insane because, I mean, I watched those debates. I thought Corey Booker did really well. I would have had him way out. I thought Julian Castro, I didn't even know what this guy was, thought he handled himself very well. I'd have had him well up here. I thought Elizabeth Warren really impressed me with how she addressed issues. She didn't mince words. She actually answered questions. Um, I actually... God, I never thought I would say this. I actually ended up sort of liking Elizabeth Warren and having some respect for her, even with the whole poke honest thing. I mean she should come out and totally own that, I think. And I think she cannot beat Trump, and I think Trump will crush her because of her past. But I actually liked Elizabeth Warren. Uh, like I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm susceptible to a fucking cheeky old lady. <laughs> you know, maybe 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 it's because my mother didn't love me and I'm just oh please, please be my mother, Elizabeth Warren. I don't know. But uh, I actually liked her in the debate. So I thought she did really well. Um, rest of the guys, they thought were a joke. Well, like Tim Ryan did better than Cory Booker. Like, fuck you, no way. Oh, thanks for the thirty dollars, bro. I appreciate
7: it. That was totally unnecessary. Yes.
0: Been following your content
7: for years. Next round is on me. Mm. Make sure Sam gets his cut.
0: I'll make sure he gets his fucking cut. Yeah. <laughs> fucking zero. I appreciate it though. Much love to. Uh, anyway, Tulsi Gabbard has 34.65% of the fucking votes. Look how far out she is. It's mental. And it's con- it's conceivably true, right? But it wasn't just this poll, because I was like, ah, oh, you know. I've heard some rumblings about how alt right, you know, white, whatever judge report doing it this is bullshit but then the uh the nj.com which is like a poll for like just new jersey they did a poll who do you think won and um hang on, view results look at that 40 percent of the vote had her out in front and the order like you it doesn't look coordinated because sure, it goes Tulsi Elizabeth just the same, but Castro and Cory Booker are up there. But on the Drudge Report one, they were at the they were right at the back. Now this is a much better reflection, I think. By the way, we'll, we'll get to some prime Beto, Beta Beta male memes. His oh, it's so good. His candidacy is over. People got so sick and tired of his fucking Obama imp- impression. So quickly, and it it restores my faith in the American people uh, That people saw through his bullshit Um, Because he is just fucking AIDS He is AIDS in a blue suit, like, fuck that Everything about him is, like, it's like, I got Transmetropolitan over there on my fucking bookshelf I'm rereading it And, uh, yeah, it's just fucking nonsense But, you know, again, just to reiterate, Cory Booker and Castro impressed me. Uh, Corey Booker had a real intensity to his answers. Very pointed. I didn't agree with everything he said, but I could see him winning an election. Uh, Julian Castro, I knew very little about him coming in. Really liked the way he handled himself. Uh, So, you know. These would have high points for me but anyway, two polls that she won so what do you think happens well she's won some polls so I already showed you the alt-right allegations by uh, Mother Jones where was the other thing here, was this it yeah here it is The Independent. God, God love you. Independent, right? You know, a lefty publication. Unbelievably left. Um, What do they have to say about a woman of color? White nationalists. Oh, yeah, actually, shit, this is, this is the wrong bit, but this is, this is my point. This is what I couldn't find earlier. This is in February. This isn't even off the back of the debates. This is what they were. This is what people were saying about her in February. White nationalists... I'm a soldier. I've served overseas. Calm. White nationalists and Russian propaganda machine throw support behind 2020 candidate. They were saying. They were saying she had white nationalist and Russian support in in February. Right. I. I, I... It's it, it's early here, it's 7.30, I've had a drink, I don't know guys, can can anyone in the chat explain to me what a white supremacist would be doing supporting a woman of, of, of color to be a democratic president, anybody, can anybody explain it to me? Because it kind of feels that the way they might want to go is support a white Man in the Republican Party, but I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm not a white supremacist, so I just kind of feel that if you were a white nationalist, this wouldn't be the fucking horse to back if you wanted to get your policies implemented. But this was in February, so this isn't even the thing I wanted to link you to. Let me just check. I think it was this. Was it the NBC link? Or was this February too? Oh, no, no. That was also NBC. NBC, who exclusively hosted the debates where Tulsi had diminished time, they ran the same thing in in February. Russia's propaganda machine discovers 2020 Democratic candidate Tulsi Gabbard. Experts who track websites and social media, the same people who lied to you about the election, same people who lied to you about the PP tape and the Steele dossier and everything else. But trust them now. Trust them now. The same people that were leaking false information to BuzzFeed. Trust them. Trust them now. Trust them this time. They were wrong. They lied to you those other times, but trust them this time.
2: Even a real journalism.
7: That's right finally able to catch the stream live
0: appreciate it though and when you even look at how they broke the data down it's, it's mental it's like mental they're like saying that it's like oh Russian Times ran a story on her so like that's Putin's government influencing an election. Cool. I don't know. kind of feels like it might be a bit more complicated than that. <laughs> but, but all right. If you believe your elections are that uh, are that susceptible. So, what you also have to remember is, you know, the ties between NBC and Vox. Well, at, this is the one after the debate. They just blindly repeated... Uh, the nonsense. The democratic debates helped demonstrate the dubiousness of online polls. Well, what's dubious about the online poll, my friend? I mean, keep in mind, the official political polls said Hillary had a 96% chance of winning. So do tell me about the dubiousness of online voting um, as being a barometer of what people are thinking. And yet they said because Tulsi had won those polls. There must be something wrong. And that maybe Russian bots had uh, got involved. The classic, right? The Russian bots uh, were out there uh, doing it. So um, Tulsi had to come out and address this. She actually had to issue a statement, which was run by political website The Hill. Gabard, <laughs> Gabard says the, right, the, the claim... That her campaign is getting a boost from Putin apologists is fake news. It's like this weird, like, sustained attack against her for months. About how, because she's trending with certain sections of people. Like, people who were basically float voters, right? Not died in the world, Democrats. You know, they voted Obama, but they voted for Trump. They can get on board with Tulsi. They can get on board with Tulsi. And that's kind of how I feel, right? Like, so thought this was very odd, but then let me also show you some data that cannot be faked. So, they were talking about this as if, uh, Russians were basically somehow, like, getting involved fucking up the data Google put out data, and we all know Google had never interfered with an election I'll wait, I'll wait for the applause, come here there it is, thank you, so we all know Google had never interfered with an election, and this is the data they put out, right, so they said this was uh, a map of um, state searches, like as in Google Trends, um, and this was before the debate started, and you can see Lots of people were Googling Elizabeth Warren. Few people were Googling Cory Booker. You got Beto, Beto, and then Tulsi just like there in Hawaii, right? This is after the debate. So what you're telling me... And and again, this is in line with my own feelings about it. I think Corey Booker handled himself unbelievably well. Unbelievably well in the debate. Like had some great moments. And I think Elizabeth Warren has kind of like incredibly established herself as the front runner. If you can get your head around this, uh the women have done great in this campaign. Like Kamala Harris, Tulsi, she's gonna do well. She's gonna make the last round. Uh, Tulsi has uh, got the people's vote, even though they keep trying to like pretend that isn't happening. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's done really well. Um, it's almost certainly going to be El- Elizabeth Warren or Kamala, I, I, I think, gets the nomination. And then, if you're a Democrat, you must weep. You must weep. That's the Tulsi stuff. Very weird. Uh, but let's talk about some of the other stuff that went on and then we'll get into what happened to the fucking yang gang because I know a lot of uh yang uh, fans were disappointed with the way the debates handled and then it turned out they actually muted that motherfucker they wouldn't even let him talk. so uh let me um, let me get into where was it there was there was a few little highlights he just wanted to show you. This is great, by the way. This is so good. Because there was a competition that was going on among Democratic candidates to see who could drop fluent Spanish first. And Beto, he was in there. He was like a fucking ferret down a rabbit hole. (laughs) Eating them fucking babies, he couldn't fucking resist. And the face, Cory Booker does, dudes, you ain't even ready for how funny this is. It, it this is like one of the most memeable reactions I've ever fucking seen. Like it is so good. see queremos hacer eso, necesitamos
2: incluir cada persona en nuestra democracia. Cada votar,
0: cada votante, necesitamos. He can't believe he's done it he can't believe he's done it because you can't can you you can't it's like we get it mate fucking hell we know there's latin americans like here we know that shit what is this mad pandering bullshit the idea as well that if you really want to speak to the heart of the you know maybe um uh, a second or third generation immigrant who lives in the, like Latin part of America clearly has Hispanic Latino ties well you have to speak their lingo speak of the lingo gringo and also as well i had multiple people telling me cuz i was like oh first i was kind of like oh it's good of them good good, good that they're showing you know yeah actually we should say it There was he, he. people were going, his spanish is terrible <laughs> Spanish is terrible! So we had that. I mean, Beto was just going for fucking Panda points. Um. What else fucking happened in this fucking shit show? Um. Oh, there was the bit with the fucking mics. That was embarrassing. Uh they had like a hot mic issue. Have I, got the, have I got that clip ready? Yeah. Now keep in mind, I worked on American Network Television. Let me let me tell you a story that happened to me at E-League. Oh, Richard, how you bring everything back to esports. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm great. I'm a I'm a national treasure. I get it. Uh when I was um when I was working at E League. Uh, There was this one time, I was doing a live show, doing a live TV show, and I got the remote pack on my hip, and I got the headset and the mic, and, uh, obviously it's a TV network, right? So, on another channel, somewhere, somewhere in this building, in this studio, they were showing some, like, days of their lives bullshit, you know, like, Oh! (laughs) oh banquo this is like shakespeare this isn't days of the lives but you know what i mean like i am your secret lover's twin and i was your daughter the whole time and he goes no but this can't be true because i had sex with stephanie and and i'm also gay you know and it's like it was like some shit like that you know and it start right so they were showing a program like that somewhere in the studio you not even a real journalism That's right A
7: hey, Richard Lewis report So the Democrats debates was like Watching two monkeys fight really entertaining But no intelligence was showcased From either side
0: Listen, I'd rather watched Monkeys fighting, I ain't gonna lie <laughs> I'm always down for that There's uh there used to be a wicked documentary well not even a documentary but like a reality tv show used to be on about 2pm 1pm used to be called monkey business and um i would be just getting out of this is when i was at uni i used to get up at uni i used to roll a massive spliff (laughs) have a cup of tea didn't go to my lectures i wasn't missing monkey business dog and it was about chimpanzees who were living in a cage but they were trying to bed in two separate tribes of chimpanzees and it was straight fucking reckoning. it was fucking wicked anyway right hang on yeah days days of my lives days of our lives so I'm doing a live TV show, and I can hear in my ear loud as fuck, louder than the producer who needs to tell me what camera to look at, where we're going to break. I just hear this guy going, oh, <laughs> Banquo, <laughs> uh, you, y- you are the father. And it was like, going, but that can't be true. I'm a Jaffa. My testicles don't work or whatever. And I was like, it was super loud in my fucking ears, you know? And I'm, like, just looking at, like, a live TV camera. Like, like I don't know when we're going to break. I don't know what's going on. I'm already having a fucking nightmare, you know? Already on live TV where one wrong phrase, one hot mic, and you just get fucking bodied. Your life's over. And they, in the break, like, it was unreal. Like, a guy climbed under the desk like while we were still on air. He was fucking with my pack. I was like talking, so yeah, what do you think, little little Momo about this? And and, and like was doing all that and they, they fucking flipped it. It was still going on. They did a hard reset of all the stuff. We had that problem fixed that we went to a break and by the time we came back it was fixed. It was done in two minutes. The inco- so I know about fixing crazy, unforeseen sound problems on the fly. You want to know what happened in the uh, NBC MSNBC debates that they broadcast live? They brought in... The new hosts and then didn't deactivate the mics of the old guys and they couldn't figure out how to fix it. It was unreal. It was like one of the most embarrassing hot mics ever and like people trying to laugh it up. This is like all of this time, by the way, ate into genuine presidential candidates presenting their ideas to the American people. I don't want to hear fucking the Harry Potter lookalike twat. Who fucking peddled RussiaGate for two and a half years? I don't think she's got anything to say. I also don't want to fucking hear about the guy who combs his hair fucking forward, and and, and you know, like I I can do without the clown act actually.
5: Less than fifty miles. From listen, listen to the audio here. Seventeen people were killed in a school shooting last year,
0: and and he was trying to make it poignant, by the way, because it was about the fucking. School shooting in America, he was asking him about gun policy. So it's even more embarrassing for the network and more embarrassing for the people involved that they couldn't even pick up on it. Should have just gone to a break, fixed that shit. Outrageous. Who's the Harry Potter look alike? Madow you mad cunt. Right. You're not even a real journalism. That's right. Oh, you're not even playing it now. Now I'm having an audio problem. Now look what you've done to me. We're Politico. Right, there it is.
5: Where there has been significant activity less than 50 miles.
0: Look, look at the start! What do you mean? Who's the Harry Potter look-alike? Look at it! She's pottering out of control! Than fifty Politico is having a fucking nightmare.
5: <laughs> <From> Parkland, Florida, <laughs> where says... Seventeen people were killed in a school shooting last year, and where there has been significant activism on gun violence ever since. Many of you are calling for a restoration of an assault weapons ban,
0: but even look at his comb forward as well. Look at his comb a... forward. Look at that! You're on TV, mate! I looked in some states when I went on E-League, but, like, shit, man, I always knew it was coming back to this. Always knew it was coming back to this. Look at this comb forward! You're bald! Accept it! Get your head shaved! You're like Charlie Brown, you mad cunt! What are you doing? Straight Charlie Browning all up in this bitch! Or Rugrats, like, fucking... <laughs> How... What's this? Straight, yeah, straight Tommy pickles in. You're not even a real
2: journalism. That's right.
0: Look at it. Like literally, I can count how many hairs he has. I'll do it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm halfway. I'm halfway, halfway and I've journalist. done nine. I'm halfway and I've done nine. I'm in the center and I've done nine. What are you doing? You've got nine hairs halfway. Stop giving up. Anyway, right back to politics for a moment.
5: Hundreds of millions of guns in this country. Should there be a role for the federal government? Mike's on. I... Uh, everybody's mics are on. I, I think we have a. I heard that too. That's okay. It's like a fucking
0: awkward a family head. wedding, this. It's right? Best man's cool. giving yeah, the speech. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this guy, babe. <laughs> Feedback crackling. Oh,
5: wow. So the question is simply this: we're, talk- we're from. I apologize, you guys didn't get to hear this. Uh, the first part of the question. Yep. Obviously, So I Park- just repeated. in Florida. Yeah. Here you go. Uh, yeah. activism Right is- now, I get
0: my poignant moment. Now we get. Now we get my poignant moment with all nine airs on my head. It's like fucking. Yeah, that song by Badil, isn't it? Three airs on your head. Like- right, fuck off. Uh,
5: a big part of high school life up yep. there in Broward County. Many of you are calling for tighter gun restrictions. some of you are calling for the restoration of the assault weapons ban. but even if it's put in place, there's still going to be perhaps hundreds of millions of guns still on the streets. Is there a role for the federal government in order to play in order to get these guns off the streets
0: <laughs> We're ruining <laughs> democracy.) <laughs> Yeah, we're ruining democracy. I have nine hairs. Uh, you're, <laughs> a wizard, <Harry. laughs> uh, you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> uh, you're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard.
5: We are going to take a quick break. Yeah! We're going to get this technical uh, situation fixed. We will be right back.
0: So that was fucking cancer. So you had that. What else happened at this fucking shit show? Fucking nightmare. Um, what else went down? Uh... Chuck Todd talked too much. <laughs> Man, there's some fucking prime pictures, by the way. Like, de Blasio. Uh, I can't even say what I want to say I'll let you do you know what I mean like some fucking sex deranged Mr. Rogers is all up in this motherfucker <laughs> like, like it's outrageous isn't it like, you know what I mean I'll be your neighbor <laughs> like fuck that so you had that. Then I also enjoyed this because they they didn't do a great job makeup wise on um, on uh, Beto, right? So like you have to understand like the things that tip uh, the bat the scales. Um, it can be something that's like remember when they tried to fuck over Donald Trump where they changed his mic so it was like it, it was also, they turned down the treble. And it was just like so he was like you just hear him like sniffing all the time. Remember when they did that and they pretended they didn't do that? But they totally did do that. Um but yeah, like wait till you see this. That like oh it's it's unbelievable. Like I've been in some fucking states, like I've been tired, dog. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've been I work hard, I've been tired, but like this is unreal. Right? Towards the end of the debate, Beto is just flagging so hard. Look at this shit. <laughs> it's unreal. A oh fucking, like, dude, like, look at the bugs, dude. Look at
1: the bugs.
0: You know, it's like, fuck. What's going on? Home slice. (laughs) You're, You're meant to be the young dude, you know, skateboarding. You're fucking knackered after a debate, mate. Come on. Also, don't help, by the way. Right? Look at that image. Look at it, burn it into your eyes. (laughs) Just burn it into your eyes, okay? Now. Now, I'm not saying Beato is a vampire from Salem's Lot, right? I'm not saying that. I am not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying he is. Because we got no proof. We we have no proof that Beato is one of the vampires from Salem's Lot. We have no evidence of that. But, again, <laughs> just saying. I haven't seen the vampire from Salem's Lot and Beto in the same room, you know what I mean? So it does beg the question. Now, a lot of you, I see, you were quick to go to Nosferatu. Nah. You're not even a no, N- Nosferatu's like sort That's of right. a more Republican.
7: to drink my blood in
0: Spanish. <laughs> I don't know. See, I, I did think about that. I, th- you know, I, I thought about Nosferatu, but it's not. It's definitely the one from Salem's Lot. Because look, right, you can see. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's some similarities there. They could be related, but it ain't. It ain't. Or is it? All I'm saying is this. Uh, you know, Beto might speak Spanish, but he's had fucking centuries he's not to learn it, Annie. That's right. Booga booga. Hey. <laughs> right. I'm just saying he's, you know, look, you do the math, that's all I'm saying. We've all... We've all played Vampire the Masquerade. Right. So, there was some embarrassing bits. Uh, <laughs> I, I did want to keep the fucking <laughs> debate stuff. I wanted to keep it serious. I can't. I'm, I'm incapable. Because I, I find the whole thing um, pretty uh, pretty funny. Oh, one last thing I, I've got to talk about. Um, there, There was a candidate who, like, she's just stoned or something i I, I don't even know how this happened um i've never seen this before in american politics but there's someone called marianne williamson Uh, yeah uh, is he ever yes marianne we stand marianne in the channel listen i'm all about fucking sabotage like if donald trump's a fucking hand grenade in the political system she's like a ball of fucking potpourri like lavender you know like a bath bomb an herbal mask like i don't know but like uh, there was some cringe there was some cringe I hope you all know there was some cringe as long as you're accepting that I will now show you the worst of the cringe because at the end of the debate right? which by the way it's crazy because um, I watched this debate this sounds really bad Uh, first, uh, is she deaf? Is that a, can someone answer that that before I even say what I say next? Is she deaf? Is she deaf? Because I don't know anything about her, so. Is she deaf? Because she was, like, talking like, um. Well, she was talking like she couldn't hear herself or, like, she was kind of you know, like exper- like experienced deaf people who've like got used to it and got past it but like there was just like little moments where I was like, oh, is she deaf? because it was, it was like really weird the way she was talking but now I realize, okay, well, she's not deaf um, no, people are saying that's rude no, 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 she must have just been fucked up so it's fine <laughs> we're all about that so good um, but she did say cringe oh god, the final speech the final speech. You got asked like, how, "What will you? What will you do? How will you beat Donald Trump? How will you become president?" Oh God, I don't think you're ready, guys. I don't think you're ready because if you didn't watch the debate, this will hurt you. Um, this will hurt you. She, she, she was like some weird amalgamation of Pokemon or Care Bears. It was. It's bad. She. All right. I'm not gonna ruin it. I'm not gonna
8: ruin it. Sorry, we haven't talked more tonight about how we're going to beat Donald Trump. I have an idea about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not going to be beaten just by insider politics talk. He's not going to wait, be- Wait,
0: do, do, do you see what I mean? Do, do you see the deaf voice? Can you hear the deaf voice? Am I, like, am I fucked up? Like, am I mental? Like, can you hear the deaf voice? This is why I honestly. Guys, I'm not even being fucking mean. You know I'm not fucking mean. I honestly thought. She went, I'm going to stop Donald Trump. And I was like, oh, fuck, dude, she's deaf. Like, I didn't notice it at the start. So I. But, like, I don't. Maybe the. Listen here's another thing that you might not know uh um when you're on shit uh certain things they it, it uh you slows the um first of all it slows your cognitive response but but like it makes the jaw relax to such a ridiculous degree that i end up talking like this I can't tell you how many times I've been in a fucking state where I've been on some fucking heavy, like muscle relaxing, some crazy, trippy shit. And, uh, people have recorded me and it's like, and played it back to me the next day. And you're like, fucking hell, Rich, you were talking in slow motion. I was like, sounding normal to me. So just putting that out there, by the way. Just putting that out. Uh, 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 you know, right. Anyway, let's, let's listen to fucking. All
8: right, we haven't talked more tonight about how we're going to beat Donald Trump. I have an idea about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not going to be beaten just by insider politics talk. He's not going to be beaten just by somebody who has plans. He's going to be beaten by somebody who has an idea what this man has done. This man has reached into the psyche of the American people and he has harnessed fear for political purposes. Like every politician. if you're listening, (laughs) I want you to hear me, please. You have harnessed fear for political purposes and only love can cast that out. So I, sir, I have a feeling you know what you're doing. I'm going to harness love for political purposes.
0: All right, let's let's just take a pause. First of all, do y'all remember how Donald Trump said he was going to live tweet the uh, Democratic debates? He did one tweet, and it was the word "boring" with an exclamation point. He couldn't even be asked. He couldn't even be fucking bothered to live tweet his opposition i don't know what that says about him i don't know what that says about them i'll let you guys make that decision uh but like uh, whatever then i have only heard a speech this cringeworthy one one other time one other time now you might like some of the Kevin Nolan movies Memento Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises um, Inception you might like all that Christopher Nolan who's Kevin Nolan wait he played midfield for Newcastle sorry (laughs) mate. sorry dude Sorry, sorry, it's late, it's late. I can only hold so many Nolans, you know what I mean? There's only so many, yeah, and Bolton, yeah, there's only so many Nolans I can remember, you know? The Nolan sisters, Kevin Nolan, what a, what a ledge, and then, uh, that's it, I'm all out of Nolans. <laughs> sorry, Christopher Nolan. Fuck, dude, it's like, 8am. Anyway, Christopher Nolan... It was definitely never banged in a thirty-five yarder in the Premier League. Fucking amateur. Yeah, I'll start talking in the deaf voice. That'll really help the stream. Griffin Nolan. So the one fuck up he did was uh, Interstellar. Because I can't, mate. Listen, I can't. Ah, uh, I can't. I can't. I'll watch Matthew McConaughey take a shit through a sieve. <laughs> I love that guy. I'd I, seriously, if I ever get the opportunity to suck Matthew McConaughey's dick, I can't even imagine what situation it would happen. Oh God, I would. I would film me doing it. Um, and I would wear a t-shirt with a photo of me doing it, like, forever. No. Yeah, clip it. For real. For fucking real. Like, what, you wouldn't suck Matthew McConaughey's dick? Oh my god, I bet it tastes like sweet, sweet lemonade. Oh. Oh, what a guy. What a fucking guy. Oh, I couldn't even fuck him. It would be like pulling the wings off a butterfly. I couldn't. I couldn't. I just want to hold him. Oh, I love that man so much I love that man so much <laughs> like I, did y'all feel the same way love that man love that man love how he came back uh, from from being out on the fringe and they all said you're too good looking to be a good actor and, and then he dropped fucking Russ Cole in True Detective and did so many great indie movies oh god what a guy what a guy! Anyway, would literally oh, I, I not even a real you know journalism. what? If he, if he if he came up to me and with right. his Texan drawl and he said, "Listen, Richard, I can't even do his voice justice, but we'll just have to pretend." Listen, Richard, you can definitely suck the, the the Matthew McConaughey dick, but it's going all the way down down your gullet and you're gonna choke to death. I'd be like, "Listen, it's fine. What a way to go out, man! Like I'm on board. Like fucking hell, like." Like, love, Matthew McConaughey is a fucking legend, but <laughs> he was in Interstellar when he, and I wanted to like that movie, I wanted to like his speeches, his scenes, but I just can't. Because outside of that scene where they go to the planet where the waves are big and they think they're mountains and it turns out it's water, uh, that film is fucking straight trash. And uh, it's straight trash. <laughs> n- because, <laughs> mainly, because there is a speech from, uh, what's her name? She was also the, she played Catwoman, you know? Um, When she gives a speech, that love is a cosmic... F- Anne Hathaway, thank you. Love is a fucking cosmic speech. a uh, Cosmic force. You can tell it's all breaking down now. All the words, all the sentences. Love is a cosmic force and, and should be thought of in the same way as, like, physics. I'm, like, just watching this, like... <laughs> no. No. No, you can't be real, love. You, you don't really mean this, like, surely the, surely not. But what if love is a cosmic like Stop talking, you're ruining my love affair with Matthew McConaughey. Please, it's so bad. And that speak. Right, hang on. right, I know what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna. Let me just. Um... Right, this is how much I love you guys, by the way. I'm going to assume this is the speech. I'm not looking too hard for it. If this don't make you fucking cringe in half, like a deck chair, then, I don't know, mate. Just fucking watch Pokemon movies or whatever. This is fucking mental. This is too much, like.
4: Starbucks Plus Coffee is the coffee you love. Plus, twice the GOAT.
0: Plus this adds coffee better coffee. than the speech I think I'm about to play and
4: the caffeine to take on your day introducing Starbucks plus coffee hey, I
7: love you
0: wish you would say this to me uh, again this is just it's not gonna do with the, the 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 stream or the bit um but you know just wish I I was there under him while he was there me say it let just play this bit again hey I love you forever you hear me thanks i love
7: you forever
0: i feel the same way back.
1: i know you're gonna get this message professor brands assured me that you're gonna get it to you know that i love you
8: love isn't something we invent
0: right this is it this is the bark. Oh, it's too much i can't
8: love isn't something we invented it's observable powerful It has to mean something. Love
3: has you're not even a real a journalist
0: journalist. journalism. So <laughs> if you're going to drop That's a not even I mean, a real journalism right now when I'm trying to underline about bad speech. Thanks for the sub.
1: It has to mean something. Love has meaning. Yes, social utility. So-
0: they made him say this!
8: bonding, child rearing. We love people who have died. Where's the social utility in that? None. Maybe it means something more, something we can't yet understand. Maybe it's some evidence, some artifact of a higher dimension that we can't consciously perceive. I'm drawn across the universe to someone I haven't seen in a decade, who I know is probably dead. Love is the one thing we're capable of perceiving that transcends dimensions of time and space.
0: That isn't true! I can't, I can't. I'm done with it. Anyway. I now want you to compare the horror that you've sat through, apart from the good bit at the start where Matthew McConaughey was
8: sorry we haven't talked more tonight about how we're going to beat Donald Trump. I have an idea about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not going to be beaten just by insider politics talk. He's not going to be beaten just by somebody who has plans. He's going to be beaten by somebody who has an idea what this man has done. This man has reached into the psyche of the American people, and he has harnessed fear for political purposes. So, Mr. President, if you're listening, I want you to hear me, please. please. You have harnessed fear for political purposes, and only love can cast that out. So I, sir, I have a feeling you know what you're doing. I'm going to harness love for political purposes. I will meet you on that field, and sir, love will win. Thank you.
0: Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> now. That's a that's a presidential candidate for America, by the way. <laughs> she is somehow in the running. Oh, oh god. Why am I alive now? Could have lived in the fifties. Okay. <laughs> oh god. Could have been it ch- could have been oh. Hanging out with Kerouac, and... Fuck! Anyway. Didn't have to be here, didn't have to be now. Somebody actually went through and, uh, went and got all of her, uh, tweets, uh, by the way. Let me, <laughs> oh god, some of her old tweets are fucking Crazy. So this, these were compiled by Ellie Hall, a reporter at BuzzFeed News. Um, You're not even a real journalism. It's about what BuzzFeed reporters are good for. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Tip my hat to you, sir. Good morning. Yes. Yes. You're not even a real journalism, but good morning. Yes. Um... It's just hippie bullshit. It's just hippie bullshit. Um, Yin is feminine. Earth, yang is masculine. Sky, when God is seen as he, the soul is seen as she. Just archetypes, spirit impregnate soul. Everyone feels on some level like an alien in this world. I, I do when I listen to you, yes. Uh, because we are. We come from another realm of consciousness and long for home. When you're missing someone, no, it just means that on a soul level, they've come a visit. Kind of shit your nan used to say to you, you know? A grey sky is actually a blue sky covered up by grey clouds. A guilty person is actually an innocent soul covered up by mistaken behaviour. Presidential candidates will have power of life and death over people who commit heinous crimes. I know you murdered all them kids, but I think it was the clouds (laughs) in the way... Of your soul, so I'm just going to release you immediately with the presidential pardon. Brilliant. Going to play out well with the Justice Law and Order crowd. Can't wait. You're a lamp. God is the electricity. You're a faucet. God is the water. You're a human. God is divine within you. Allow The flow. Your mind is like an airplane and I mean this is like some like 12 year old shit. Your mind is like an airplane and you are the pilot. Rise above the clouds. Fly above the turbulence. Seek a smoother ride. I'd like to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> they're all like this, look how many there are, oh get her out, make it stop, make it stop, our eyes can see the perceptual world, but only our hearts can know that I have just gendered everywhere, get me out, okay good. Right, so anyway, she was the thing. Uh, and then I think, yeah, we need to talk about uh, the Yang, the Yang gang factor. Now, I warned you, remember on my uh, previous episodes, of the podcast, previous streams, wherever the fuck I jibber-jabbered about this jibber-jabber, Um, I told you they were coming for Andrew Yang because there were, again, a lot of people who had gone Trump and disappointed by Trump uh, were looking for another kind of, you know, a lunatic fringe, a rogue element, somebody that was gonna shake it up, you know, that's what, if you voted Trump, you didn't vote Trump because you like Trump, if you're a Republican, you didn't vote for Trump. Because you think Trump's going to do right by Republican uh, values. You you, you voted for Trump because he was just like, well, let's put a giant moron who's been used to getting his own way the entire time he's existed into the political system and see what happens. Because fuck career politicians. That's what that was about. So... Yang represents a, um, a a similar kind of uh, chances bet uh, in the sense that he's saying, "Listen, I will give everyone twelve thousand dollars a year, bare minimum. It's uh, it's actually going to save us a lot of money moving forward." And he became basically like the universal basic income guy. He went on Joe Rogan, definitely alt right, of course. He went on Joe Rogan. Uh, To explain the UBI principles and unfortunately because of the whole UBI policy uh, He doesn't get to talk about anything else now just to show you what I'm saying isn't false Because you know I never lied to you. Oh It's nighttime BuzzFeed you can read that in the gray this was uh, funnily enough just a month after, we spent February saying Tulsi was white supremacist, Russia propped up, you know in March we decided uh, that uh, Andrew Yang was, uh, had alt-right supporters, and I'm just making sure, yes, there's no boobs there, no good, yeah, it's good Um, yeah, blizzard ads uh, good Excellent. Andrew Yang wants to support the pro-Trump internet. Now it's threatening to devour him, and basically what this article says, I'm I'm afraid to scroll down. Um, If you're wondering why Yang is often uh, pictured next to a bunch of anime girls, uh, uh, listen, the, the internet just is what it is, and basically the whole Yang gang thing is that he's just macking out with anime chicks, and no, that's just how it is, basically, so, um, <laughs> it's gotta teach, you know, like, what, what do you want me to say about it? It's it's obviously a policy of his, it goes universal basic income, macking out with cartoon anime chicks, straight doing it, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I'm a boomer, you know, I can't get on with that. I think 3D is better than 2D Your kids know better That's fine, we're coming at it from different worlds You know, it's good Um. <laughs> so anyway they, they started saying That he had an alt-right fan base In March Of this year And they were trying to cut him off at the knees before we got to the primaries. His appearance on Joe Rogan was kind of interpreted as him trying to pander to that base rather than just having, you know, going on a political podcast that uh, is, you know, obviously hugely popular and has wide reach. But then what what we started to find was during the debate, Yang said like fucking nothing. I was like, wow, like Yang's barely said a word. Um uh I'm trying to find out. Um if I can find the actual there was somebody there was I think Washington Post did a graph. Um but anyway, that that's largely irrelevant. He had very limited talk time, he got to talk about UBI, um, and not much else. And then he came out after the debate, and apparently what had happened was they just turned his fucking mic off. Like, can we have a fucking... De- can we have a Democrat primary without you trying to rig who the American people want to represent your party? Um, You know, that'd be nice, right? Wouldn't we all like that? Like, just actually let sort of democracy kind of play out without all of the bullshit like we all know you're fucking bent bernie over like last time around can't we just have people talk and give their ideas and let the american people decide so here it is yang's muted mic concern is not the first time his supporters worried about msnbc coverage msnbc of course instrumental in helping prop up this idea that he's like a member of the lunatic fringe he's talking about something different now listen there are some quotes that, uh, you'll see from Andrew Yang that are gonna get widely spun out of, um, you know, uh, they're, get, they're gonna get interpreted into something bad. He tweeted one time, he talked about white birth rates. Uh-oh. Nightmare. Um, cause some bad dudes and some fucking unpleasant people talk about that shit. Andrew Yang just said, like, listen, in certain parts of America, you know, the... Birth rates are down, and American uh, you know, Americans might not feel like they're at home anymore, and this is a problem we need to talk about. We have to include white people in talking about what we're talking about. That was all he said. Well, he's pandering to the alt-right. You see. By doing that, by saying that. Even though he's Asian, not white. So He's going to get, like, again, he can never win. He's going to get beaten over the head with that uh, forever. But they literally muted his mic here. um, And he said, um, Andrew Yang says his mic was muted at times during the Democratic debate on Thursday. NBC is refuting the claim and saying the mic was never muted. However, video online appears to show Yang's voice not being picked up by his mic, while other candidates' voices were. The video turned uh, the controversy into a hashtag let Yang speak trend on Twitter. But this isn't the first time Yang supporters have voiced concerns about MSNBC's coverage of Yang. The debates were hosted by MSNBC, NBC, and Telemundo that handled the um, Spanish language uh, version. So let me just get that video for you so you can see for yourself. That, put it this way: I watched this video. Absolutely, looks like he was muted. Um,
1: we
0: You're not even a real journalism. That's right. So, in the middle of basically letting like Bernie fuck. I mean, Bernie was a fucking joke. The entire thing. Like, he just said, we've got to take on Big Pharma. We've got to take on the banks. We've got. Yeah, we get it. You were saying all that. How are we doing any of that? You don't know. Cool. Brilliant. Love it.
1: We expose him for the fraud that he is Yeah, look
0: Watch it again Andrew Yang's on the left Right, just watch Watch when he tries to talk
1: Look
0: at that Literally says excuse me And it doesn't come over the mic He literally says, Excuse me, and it doesn't come over the mic. Watch. For the fraud that he
1: is. With both their perspectives. With both their perspectives.
0: So he was. <laughs> he was in our Like, we can see. Come on, man. Like is that enough? Can we say he was inarguably muted now? Why did his mic not work? So it it was it was more grade A bullshit. It was more grade A bullshit um where again I got to listen to fucking Bernie Sanders greatest fucking hits. By the way, a uh, a former uh uh campaign manager or campaign uh, promoter or whatever the fuck for Bernie Sanders, said he may as well have been a hologram on CNN. You're not even a real journalist. Um, it was terrible. So you can see here, it appears from the video that either his own mic was muted and he was faintly picked up by other mics, or his mic was leveled down. However, NBC has said this did not happen. Like, why is the media like always trying to fucking gaslight you? Like, why are they always trying to lie to you? And just straight gaslight you the entire time? Right? Like, I've... The the video's there! Like, I am watching it! There is no discussion that that happened. Now, tell me why it happened. Now we've got someone to talk about. But telling me it didn't happen with my own fucking eyes... Uh, uh, showing me it did he was muted his mic didn't work as he tried to get the moderator's attention this is inarguably true Uh, Kirsten, uh, Gillibrand's mic is clearly much louder than Yang's when he tries to speak at the same time as her. Many candidates spoke out of turn during the debate and were clearly heard, and this is true as well. There were times, literally, when they were going to commercial, and I can hear candidates going, well, we're gonna get that Trump, Trump, orange red Bad, we're gonna get some popularity points, I, I've been getting killed, uh, orange red bad, orange red bed, and, like, they were just cut to a break. They didn't even cut those assholes. <coughs> um yang said publicly his mic was turned off during the debate he talks about it at uh four minutes and four seconds in the video below uh which we won't get into um but the quote is um so a few times fyi where i just started talking and being like hey i just want to add something here my mic was not on it's like i was talking but nothing was happening and i was like oh fuck yang also tweeted about his mic being turned off unless he was called on Um, which is like what he tweeted out live during the debates, that basically unless they asked him a question, his mic was just muted. After the debate, here we go again, charts showed Yang had the least amount of speaking time for both debates combined. He clocked in at just 2 minutes and 58 seconds, compared to people like Joe Biden, who had 13 minutes, Kamala Harris, who had 12 minutes, and Bernie Sanders, who had about 11 minutes. And direct questions asked to candidates were also skewed against Yang, even when compared to candidates he was polling better than. Here's a list of the candidates ordered by number of direct questions they were asked. Bear in mind these uh, um, questions were determined in advance by NBC. Polling obviously influenced, but Yang is out polling half the candidates. Um, and this is what actually happened, that despite no talking time, um, the y- Yang actually won another one of these, like, votes uh fucking um that came with the polls afterwards let me just show you uh i want to see if i can find the where's this one there were so many of these online polls afterwards uh but anyway yeah take my word for it he was like trending on twitter and everything and listen it doesn't help when you actually just fucking silence people because people want to fucking know what they actually have to say um and yeah i agree with that actually being muted sometimes could probably work to your favor because you can't say something fucking stupid and ruin your entire campaign now while we're talking about right so so Yang got got too. It's weird, isn't it? Are the two people who've been labelled by the mainstream media as alt right Putin uh, clones, white nationalist? It's weird how they get the least time at a supposed independent debate, and also have this like constant offense being run against them. Anyone, anyone think that there's something strange going on here? Yeah. Both happen to be people of colour as well. Weird, isn't it? Weird. Not allowed to do conspiracy theories anymore. Only mainstream news networks are allowed to pedal conspiracy theories. MSNBC, by the way, um, a, com- uh, a news organisation, that have said people who peddle in uh, conspiracy theories shouldn't be allowed to have a platform Let Rachel Maddow, who's pushed conspiracy theory for two and a half years, chair a fucking presidential candidate debate. Cool. Right. Let's get to the worst of the fucking worst. Joe Biden. It it is, uh, it, it can't be real but i th- like i i couldn't believe what i saw. Here. Like joe biden's performance was so bad. um i saw uh, there was this um there was this again journalist that you probably uh uh don't remember but olivia nutzi who is supposedly a washington correspondent uh, washington correspondent now said that her sources uh, told her that Joe Biden's... You know, the sources from Joe Biden's team was, were freaking out because he had a poor performance and he wasn't listening to his notes and everything. Just a reminder, Olivia Nutzi w- got trolled because uh, she didn't vet her sources. Um, Olivia nu- uh, Olivia Nutzi ran a story called... Uh, shit what was the story called now I can't even remember but anyway she ran, she ran a fucking story in 2016 where she literally got trolled she got trolled and basically like had to admit like the, the guy who was her source for the alt right um, yeah this is it so don't trust this bitch to fucking vet the source by the way Uh, Here it is. Uh, The Daily Caller wrote about it. Here's how two Twitter pranksters convinced the world that the Pepe the Frog meme is just a front for white nationalism. And uh, it talks about, yep, strobe a million times as you load those fucking ads. Everyone's got to sell me ads. But yeah, The Daily Beast's Olivia Nutzi wrote a piece in May uh, 2016 uh, striving to describe the genesis of Pepe well her source was a troll who then came out publicly and said a journalist reached out to me and we trolled the ever living shit out of her so I'm not. I'm just saying take anything Olivia Nutzi fucking says provided you haven't just been strobed to death uh, by that take everything she says uh, with a massive pinch of salt she's a fucking moron but anyway let's get to Joe Biden oh this is so bad joe biden was so fucking i don't even know dude like like it was like he was in a fucking world of his own like he just took some fucking super strong dmt came to the fucking debate and and was just holding a conversation down like you know what i'm talking about when you're really fucked up and you know you're fucked up but you don't want anyone else to know you're fucked up So people are like talking to you and you go, yeah, and you're really trying to make it look like everything's okay. Like this is the calm veneer, but underneath it's a raging torrent. You know, I'm there all the time. I'm really good at it actually. I'm really good at it. It's why whenever I drink on stream, we all never know where the fucking line is i i sound just as fucked up M- minute one before i've had a drink minute end when ooh, how many's he had nobody knows and no one will ever know a lifetime of being forged in the fire of being fucked up but having to talk to people you know what i mean right joe biden didn't do a good job of pulling it off because he said if there's one quote that came out of the democratic debates, if there's one quote that came out of the fucking uh, of, of the democratic debate that that, that really would make me make, like, a broad sweeping statement. Because, obviously, remember, it's wrong to talk about a candidate's health when it's... uh queen hillary but not when it's donald of course when when everyone was saying donald was senile has dementia and parkinson's everything else but like hillary's got a cough uh and collapsed at that live public event and keeps like getting scared by balloons you can't talk about that that's a conspiracy theory donald trump has dementia orange man bad deal with it there's no double standard um joe biden said something that honestly made me think like fucking hell his box is gone (laughs) his box is actually gone and um, well see if you can spot the problem alright he had a terrible debate performance Kamala Harris chewed him up over stuff that maybe she should have shouldn't have guess we gotta get into that right at the end to wrap up the whole fucking stream but let's just let's just watch this this is bad right so this is like the little journalism. summary speeches right. at the end right
5: if you get one shot that it may be the only thing you get past. What is that first issue for your presidency, Eric you your first? For Park-
0: Remember the question. What is the first issue for your presidency? <laughs> your president, you've already won the election. What is your first issue? What is your first issue now you have won the election? And your president, okay.
1: For Orlando, for every community affected by gun violence, ending gun violence, Senator Bennett. <laughs>
0: I don't know who this guy is, like some mad fucking fifties time warp fucking cunt whose name I can't even say you just come back from the fucking fifties with a fucking five head and a shit haircut that looks like it's the worst fucking wig I've ever seen the like action man hair with fucking geriatric body like uh, hey, talk some more
2: climate change and the lack of economic mobility burning.
0: <laughs> oh he's nailed this Give me your, um, give me your final speech, Mr. Geg, you jibba jag. Well, well, I'll, having traveled through time from the 50s, I'll absolutely nail it with a smooth talk.
2: Climate change and the lack of economic mobility Bernie talks about. Senator Gillibrand.
9: Passing a Family Bill of Rights that includes a National Paid Leave Plan, Universal Pre-K, affordable daycare, and making sure that women and Thank families you. can thrive in the workplace no matter All who right. they are.
0: Was... <laughs> you do know you're in for president. Like, this ain't a fucking Miss World it's contest. Like, come on, no dude. Right. Put some evidence. Ooh,
9: A middle class and uh, working families tax cut, uh, That's DACA, yeah. guns. Oh, t-
5: and- I'm <laughs> <laughs> giving you credit for the first thing you said. The tax.
0: You're just saying words, Kamala. You're just saying words, DACA, guns. Um. Senator,
5: get- Senator Sanders, no. <laughs> first the premise
6: that there's only one or two issues out there. This I'm not saying there's one or two
1: enormous crises. Senator Sanders, a political revolution. People have got to stand okay. up.
6: And take on the
0: special interest. He literally, uh, honestly, guys, I can't even express it enough. He answered every question this exact same way. He answered every and qu- look, I know he's got a Twitch channel now. I'm amazed Reykjavik on Steam ain't made him fucking sub to me. That's what you should have done. But anyway, right. <laughs> Gamers Rise. I know Bernie Sanders is straight gang weeding right these days. I know that. But he literally answered every question in this debate, right? He literally answered every question by going, If we don't take on the special interest groups. I, I don't know why I'm combining this voice with Marianne, fuck whatever her name is, right? Uh, Willie Everson. I won't even remember You're her name, will like, I? There it is. That's There's right, my right. boy. Now I got Bernie and Alex Jones. Good old record of gun, Steve. A real journalism. That's right. But he just answered every question like this. He answered every question, going, until we stamped the special interest groups. Like, yeah, right. Fucking hell. Give us some specifics, burn, you fucking. Anyway. We can
5: transform this country. Fine. Uh, Vice President Biden, you're.
0: This is, this is it. Buckle up, guys.
1: First issue, Mr. Vice President. I think you're so underestimating what Barack Obama did. He's the first man to bring together the entire world, one hundred and ninety six nations, to commit to deal with climate change immediately. So I, didn't, I don't buy that. But the first, the first thing I would do is make sure that we defeat Donald Trump.
0: My first issue, my first business as president will be to defeat the man that by definition I had to defeat to become president. Just have a little let's just go back. I don't even know why he's using his final... speech to like, uh, like, listen, I get it, like, you're trying to cloak yourself in the whole, well, you know, I'm not, I I can't, like, he is literally pushing the whole fucking I've got a black friend meme to unbelievable, I have never seen anybody milk it this hard, like, I've never seen anybody, like, I honestly thought at some point he was gonna say in this debate, you do know I have an M word pass or something like that, it was mental, I have never seen anybody Push it to this fucking extreme like he does. Every time he got an opportunity to bring up a bomber, he fucking did it. Right. And then to just not be fucking dialed in, what is your first issue that you will deal with as president? Well, defeat Donald Trump. What is that? What? In fucking. Armed combat? What are you talking about, you silly cunt? You've already defeated him at the polls. You've seen, old bastard. What is this?
1: The first, the first thing I would do is make sure that we defeat Donald Trump. <laughs> okay. Period. Mayor Buttigieg,
5: your first priority, your first issue as president, that you are going to block and tackle.
1: We gotta fix our democracy before it's too late. Get that right, climate, immigration, taxes, and every other issue gets better.
0: That was all the issues. It's too
1: late. Get that right, climate, immigration, taxes, and every other issue gets better. <laughs> Mr. Whatever, Mr. Gang.
5: I would pass a $1,000 free His mic's working. for every American adult starting at age 18, which would speed us up on climate change because if you get.
0: I also didn't like this. I also didn't like that he. uh... Like, just the crowd just laughed at him. Like, this is like fucked up.
5: For every American adult starting at age eighteen, which would speed us up on climate change, because if you get the boot off of people's throats, they'll okay. focus on
7: climate change much more clearly.
5: Governor Hickenlooper.
2: I would do a collaborative approach to climate change, and I would pronounce it well before the election to make sure we don't reelect the worst president in American history. And Ms. Williamson. Friend-
0: again. Again, he cannot be re-elected. He lost. You're in, you morons. You can't even answer your own. Fu- if you can't even answer the fucking question properly, like, I, how the fuck can you convince anyone that you should be president? You fucking Momo. To Prime Minister of
8: New Zealand.
0: And of course, fucking here we go. Greased-up deaf guy comes Told in. To Prime I can't. Of New Zealand. Who said that? Yeah, this is outrageous. Uh, oh, oh the, the, god the new zealand thing i forgot about the new zealand thing i nearly left the new zealand thing oh i nearly left the new zealand thing fuck dudes
2: sure we don't reelect the worst president in american history and ms williamson my like first call
8: word. is to prime minister of new zealand who said that her goal is to make new zealand the place where it's the best place in the world for a child to grow up and i will tell her girlfriend you are so on.
0: Issue that <laughs> they just going. cut her off it goes on it went on so much longer. and i think girlfriend you went go on like fuck being, like i can't like why why are we like, like uh, It's this is meant to be serious this is meant to be serious It's meant to be president shit it's already been bad enough with Trump can't have fucking hippies coming along and ruining it, what next, a fucking furry is that where we're at falcon hoof in his fucking suit comes out, is that where we're at this is politics I'm like, yeah, hey, you're right. I've, I've already doomed it, haven't I? It's already going to happen, isn't it? Kai Snow is going to be like the fucking... <laughs> the president of America 20 years from now. He's going to come out with his like... And I, as leader of all the peoples of America, I just want to say... if in peace. And he puts on his wolf head. And fucking... The emperor of fucking China comes out and has to like (laughs) his fucking snout like this. Can't! There's gotta be some lines! There's gotta be some boundaries! Anyway. Just to, um, show you that I'm not alone in terms of, uh, you know, perception about who did well and who didn't, you know, uh, there was actually a dude, uh, a, 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 a political expert, uh, David Axelrod, who I'm sure you've come across to be confused with Bobby Axelrod from the show Billions. But uh, he said Biden came across as confused, and uh, Sanders journalism. may as well have been a hologram. That's uh, right. In the first debate, and this was on CNN. I am a beautiful person. Yes, thank you, poop nudes. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm pretty wicked, aren't I? I'm, I'm good. Um. So, I, I, I when I when I saw this clip doing the rounds, I was like, like it's it, they're gonna chip away like at, at these guys because real clear politics who also massive democratic bias they seem to think Biden's ahead in the polls uh and Sanders is ahead in the polls. Sanders is 77 shit i didn't even know that's outrageous too old too old you know what they should have a limit the, the retirement age should be the uh the age you can run for president if you, if you pass that you can't have it i don't know what that ad, ad is but uh you, He's, he's a hunky-chunky guy. Like, imagine, he's 77! My grandfather was a fucking nightmare! When he was, like, 72. Sitting in that rocking chair, wrecked on rum, talking about the time he killed a German with his bare hands, drifting in and out of consciousness. Barely remember where he was. I know Trump is 73. Fair play to him. Apart from how fat he is. (laughs) Look at yourself, (laughs) it. Apart from how fat he is. You wouldn't even think it. He looks about 60-odd. That and all the surgery and the hair and the orangeness, I mean. But yeah, Trump's too old, obviously, isn't he? They're all too old. Like, come on, after 65, fuck that. Running in the country, like, just sit the fuck down. You might live to 100, brilliant, happy for you. But it doesn't change the rate of fucking... that you degenerate at. Like, fuck me. Enough's enough. Like, can you imagine if Bernie Sanders wins this? So what, he's 78 when he gets in. We have to hope he gets to the end of four years... He probably won't so it's whoever his vice president is is gonna be in charge fuck that yeah biden 76 yeah and he's gone his box is gone listen again no point of this fucking clip hello loud your point in this clip is that that the, the the fucking people have been working on the campaign.
3: David Axelrod, I, I want to play some Listen sound and, and talk about it, uh, uh, talk about it a little bit later on that confrontation, but just some quick thoughts from 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 you.
2: Yeah, I think this was a good night for two new generation candidates, for Mayor Buttigieg of South Bend, and particularly for Kamala Harris, the senator from Cal...
0: Yeah, sorry, by the way, I, I realized earlier... I, I called the I I insulted the Blasio and uh, used but to, but but judge the guy. the thing, he can never right. I, I got him mixed up. My bad. Uh, it, it's like uh here's here's the thing though, but but to, but but uh, a booty judge. Um he can never be president cuz no cunt can pronounce his name. So he's out the running. Change that name, son, and we, we'll talk like Smith. Smith's a good one. S- but booty judge is is uh, nah it, 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 no, but it but a jigger ch chagga ch-a, chim chum, chum. It's all over the place. It's, it's too many I's and E's and G's, and it doesn't make any sense. Booty judge is fine. Uh, <laughs> I'd vote for someone called booty judge, but that isn't his real name, is it? Butt chug. <laughs> that's a good one as well anyway i can't say his name is what i'm trying to say so he can't win can he because if i can't say his name and i'm educated and sophisticated then you know what's the average moron gonna do so it's gonna be bad right but yeah i i I do realize that like he actually did well uh, th- these things it, you know he came off a lot better than i than i thought he would and uh, it was actually de blasio i was laughing at earlier my bad right let's get back to listening to this all-important quote where bernie and biden get fucking wrecked
3: david axelrod i, I want to play some sound and, and talk about it uh, not even uh, drunk about it a little bit idiots. later on that confrontation but just let some quick thoughts from 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 you
2: yeah, I think this was a good night for two new generation candidates for Mayor Buttigieg Judge
0: of South Bend, and particularly for. See, if he's struggling and calling him Booty Judge, why can't I? He's an expert. Kamala Harris,
2: the senator from California. I think they uh, took full advantage of the platform tonight. I think it was a tougher night for the most seasoned uh, candidates on. Isn't that
0: a nice way of putting too fucking old? into words by the way two fucking old.
1: they're the, they're
0: the most seasoned candidates 77 i didn't even realize stop
2: the uh, platform for uh
0: because um
2: they seemed like part of the past rather than the future at times the vice president seemed uh, somewhat confused to me <laughs>
0: <clears throat> oh god he wasn't he, re- he really was somewhat confused wasn't he? he really was he was confused. Uh, it's a nice way of putting it, isn't it? He was confused. So, you've won the election. What What are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to win the election. <laughs> oh, dear. This is on live TV,
2: sir. All right. In In handling some of the questions and following some of the actions, seemed a bit defensive. And Ber- Bernie Sanders, uh, we joked earlier, uh, he He might have been a hologram because <laughs> a lot of what we heard, we, we heard tonight, we've heard many many times before so um i think they seemed a little bit uh mired in the past and these other candidates
0: seemed like fresh new faces and now you know why he's got a t- now you know why he's got a twitch channel you yeah. Holog- <laughs> know hologram gaming with bernie sanders dude oh god No, but it's true. Listen, Bernie Sanders, like, just did his greatest hits. He said nothing of substance the entire debate. Now, I thought Kamala Harris handled um, her shit, and this is where we're going to end the talking about the debate. I thought she did particularly well on, um, like, just in, in terms of how she handled her business. Uh, But there were a couple of issues that definitely came up. Like, she wrecked Joe Biden, and I think this is an interesting point. One of the things that I definitely learned from watching the Republican primaries was nobody took Donald Trump seriously. So nobody ganged up against Donald Trump until it was too late to stop Donald Trump getting the nomination. And I think what you have to what, what what we need to realize now is that it's like it's not just about presenting yourself and presenting your policies and coming across well to the people. You actually have to go after people in 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 the primaries. And Donald Trump was doing that, wasn't he? He was like, you know, Jeb's a mess. He wrecked Jeb Bush. Like Jeb Bush going in to the primaries, a lot of people were like Jeb Bush was a strong front runner. So Donald Trump came up with everything he needed to do to absolutely fucking wreck Jeb Bush, and he made him a laughing stock. And very quickly, Jeb Bush was out of the equation. He did it with little Rubio. Um, you know, he, he, he Donald Trump came up with nicknames and weaknesses for everybody, and he repeated them over and over again. Which isn't like Machiavellian politics, but it plays well to the gallery. And this was a gallery that were already watching Donald Trump just to see what a car crash it would be, and were supporting him because of that. Um, Now, the Democrats have been a lot more dignified, I want to say, in that they haven't really gone after each other. But I'll tell you, if you're a a hungry young Democratic uh, candidate coming in for for these debates, you should be going after the establishment. You should be tearing down biden should be tearing down warren and you should be tearing down bernie Uh, and you should be coming up with with actual grounds on which to attack them in these early rounds because that is what's going to help give you a little bit more uh juice as, as, as you go go through uh and kamala harris's team and kamala harris gets that like kamala harris fucking wrecked joe biden actually Let me, um, let me find this clip for you. Yep, this is the one. Uh, because, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm gonna get to, to why this is, like, wild. But, like, let's just watch this video. (laughs) See Marianne's the, uh. Nice. Truck month. Like a pro. Na, na, na. GMC's truck month. Hey gets
7: hey hey. Good GMC's bye. Remember the
0: Titans. Great move. Truck month like a pro. GMC.
8: As a racist, but the average American is woefully undereducated about the history of race in the United States. Vice
5: President, President Biden, Biden, I'm going to we're going to get to you. Hang on. We're going to get to stage.
9: I would like to speak I, I, on the issue
0: of race. All right. All right. So, so you see, one of the things that she was very acutely aware of was let's get let let's get the race card out there, right? And this isn't like what we had in um, the Obama administration because first of all, you have Obama, obvious, right? But it w- wasn't just him; you have Condoleezza Rice, Colin Powell. It was a very, you know, it was a huge watershed moment in American politics at how much black representation came through into the political system at the highest levels. That's right. Um, But there's something not quite right about what Kamala Harris did here, but, man, it played well at the gallery. And if you're going to tear strips off anyone, fuck it. Tear them off Joe. I don't give a fuck. But just, just watch this whole exchange play out and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll get into why it's, uh, you know. Political games and grandstanding. And yeah, and Clarence say Torrance. Say Thank you. Oh, oh, oh
5: We'll give you 30 seconds. Since we're going to come back to you on, on this again in just a moment. Go for 30 seconds. Okay.
0: <laughs> like, like anyone in MSNBC, right? Like, hi, I'm a black candidate running for president, and I'd like to talk about the history of race in America. No, actually, we're running out of time. No way, never. Oh, yep, we found. Uh, yep, yeah, we found thirty seconds for you. No problem. Yeah, obviously.
9: So, on the issue of race, I couldn't agree more that this is an issue that is still not being talked about truthfully and honestly. I, there is not a black man I know, be he a relative, a friend or a coworker, who has not been the subject of some form of profiling or discrimination. Growing up, my sister and I had to deal with the neighbor who told us her parents couldn't play with us because, she, because we were black. And I will say also that, that in this campaign, we've also heard, and I'm going to now direct this at Vice President Biden, um, I do not believe you are a racist.
0: This is about to be a very bad day at the office for Joe. He's been confused. He's been fucking rambling. (laughs) But she... Oh, this is... This is... And listen, it's not even necessarily unjustified, but... This was was something that was uh, contrived and planned coming into these debates.
9: you also work with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. So I will tell you that on this subject, it cannot be an intellectual debate among Democrats. We have to take it seriously. We have to act swiftly. General of California, I was very proud to put in place a, a requirement that all my special agents would wear body cameras and keep those cameras on.
4: Senator Harris, thank you. Vice President Biden, you have been invoked. We are going to give you a chance to respond.
8: Vice President
1: Biden. With mischaracterization of my position across the board, I did not praise racists. That is not true. Number one. Number two. If we want to have this campaign litigated on who supports civil rights and whether I did or not, I'm happy to do that. I was a public defender. I didn't become a prosecutor. I came out and I left a good law firm to become a public defender. When in fact, when in fact, when in fact, my city was in flames because of the, the uh, assassination of Dr. King. Number one. not number two. As the U.S. As excuse me. As the uh, uh, vice president of the United States, I.
0: Whoa. Well, why gotta watch an ad? I can't listen. Or, or is this just Joe Biden's brain? the man who. it was. It was literally just a live. It was literally just a live representation of Joe Biden's brain. So it's all right, nothing to worry about, guys. very hard vote for Joe
1: with these issues in a major, major way. The fact is that in terms of busing. The busing, I never, you would have been able to go to school the same exact way because it was a local decision made by your city council. That's fine. That's one of the things I argued for, that we should not be, we should be breaking down these lines. But so the bottom line here is, look
9: That's why we need to pass the Equality Act. That's why we need to pass the ERA. Because that, there yes. are moments in history where states fail to preserve the civil rights of I all people. I have
1: supported I the ERA from the very beginning when I
5: ran to the I supported the
1: ERA from the very beginning. I'm the guy that extended the Voting Rights Act for 25 years. We got to the place where we got 98 out of 98 votes in the United States Senate doing it. I've also argued very strongly that we, in fact, deal with the notion of denying people access to the ballot box. I agree that everybody wants. They, in fact, they sh- anyway, my time's up. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, because you were starting to fucking forget what you were about to say, so that's fine. Uh, probably for the best. Listen, here's the thing. Um, I, I think one of the things that definitely threw fucking Joe Biden. Um... off off his game, was I don't think he was expecting anyone in the Democratic Party at any of these debates to aggressively go after him. And I I say it's to Kamala's credit that she identifies he's still a safe pick for uh, Democrats. It's disgusting to me that this old, washed-up fucking dinosaur with, like, nothing to say You're not even a real could, journalist. like, literally be the Democratic representative. And he would lose to Trump all day long, um, but he could be a, a candidate. He could still win. And I think it's great that Kamala Harris's team decided to identify that and go after him, right? I mean, like, we, we can all fucking agree, I, I, th- I think, with that. But there is an issue. So... <laughs> and this is this has already stirred up a lot of controversy online um kamala harris uh talked a lot about um this whole busing uh, controversy i had to look at what busing was because i i didn't really know um uh Let's not do busing. (laughs) I think, I think, I think. Look, obviously, I'm not going to talk about what I think about it. There's nothing to think about it. It harks back to a time when the world was absolutely fucked and everyone was stupid. But I don't, but if you're British like me, you don't know what busing is. (laughs) Because we didn't have this in our history. So, okay. In 1954, uh, the Supreme Court... I'm going to read here so I don't trip over any words and get accused of, like, denigrating the history. But in 1954, the Supreme Court found that racially segregated schools were unconstitutional. This was in a landmark case called Brown versus the Board of Education. Um, You've probably seen black and white footage of this without really understanding what you're seeing. But the first time we started seeing black people allowed into white schools especially in the south uh, was off the back of this ruling and um, prior to this ruling there were schools that were exclusively for black kids and that weren't particularly well funded by the state so If you ever want to know, by the way, why people like Christopher Hitchens, who I'm sure a lot of you guys know and like, if you ever want to know why he was a big proponent of reparations, and you're going to go, no way, Richard. There's no way Christopher Hitchens, this egalitarian guy, would be for something like reparations. Um, Go look it up. Christopher Hitchens was adamantly for reparations because of this huge cumulative debt that the black community picked up by having access to terrible schools, being underfunded, being segregated. People, again if you go back to Rosewood and stuff like this, they created their own communities, this was after the abolition of slavery, created their own communities which actually worked and thrived and racist groups thought this would denigrate the white person, the white man, somehow. And went and burnt them to the ground. There, there is a huge. And then again, even the chapos will appreciate this: the introduction of crack cocaine to the hood, with crack cocaine having completely different laws to any other uh, drug policy, including powder cocaine, typically used by white middle to upper So, so, listen. I'm not saying I'm on board with reparations. I don't know if there's a practical way. Hitchens was always for it, and these are the reasons why. And a big part of this comes to this uh, 1954, um, you know, Supreme Court ruling, where finally black people and white people got to go to uh, schools. But... They started doing this thing called desegregation busing, which was after several years after, and that was where lit- groups of black people were literally bused into predominantly white schools, and white people were predominantly uh, were bused into predominantly black schools as a way of forced uh, desegregation, um, and a lot of people cuz it's america where you're meant to have choice and autonomy and all of that stuff a lot of people got mega fucking upset with that I'm pissed off about it um and 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 there were there were anti-bussing projects you can imagine so what the government decided to do was basically make it so at the state level, not a federal level, and again if you if you're European, you won't understand this because it takes a lot to learn. The state has its own set of laws that it that that that, that it's allowed to rule upon, but then anything that is deemed in the national interest is controlled at a federal level. And this also includes stuff that goes over state lines immediately becomes federal. So you end up with ridiculous situations in America, where, for example, with weed, this state can be legal to have weed, and this state can be legal to have weed. But if I fly from state one to state two, I have crossed international, uh, I have crossed state lines, and therefore it becomes federal. You end up with ridiculous shit like that. So. America is, it's got problems. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Like the EU with the with the separate countries and everything. The EU is the governing body, but each country has its own set of laws. So busing is one of these, like, again, it's, it it, it was a way to try and address and fix the issue. Uh, Joe Biden's policy um, about busing, having read up on it, uh... Biden, Biden, well, Harris accused Biden of, um, of of opposing busing. Which, of course, was the sort of transportation of people that weren't allowed to go to schools, to the schools they weren't allowed to go to, which implies he's racist. But he says his stance was actually he was against it being ordered by the Department of Education, which is operates on a federal level, and that he wanted to fix segregation and had fought for civil rights throughout his political career. So that's why it was a particular sting. That's why it was like a boom... It makes him look bad. Now, again, I don't know enough about fucking Joe Biden's long career. He's an old man who's been in politics for 40, 45 years of his life. But Kamala Harris knew to sting him with that. And she also made some claims that she was uh, segregated. Uh, She was affected by this stuff. And... Like, people have done the math, and it's not, again, it's not my place um, to to say either way as to whether what she was claiming was true or not. But some people have cast aspersions upon whether or not that's true. Um, there was the Sacramento Bee uh, ran a story. Uh... where it said that um in the time she would have been going to school segregate uh, uh desegregation programs were already underway so her story about being segregated can't be accurate i read that but i don't i don't know it, it, some people have also come back and said that were de- like desegregation was not statewide at that time but it's 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 a bold strategy, and I'm pretty sure right now a bunch of right-wingers and Republicans are getting down to whether or not she lied. Um, and if she did, it's going to definitely hurt her campaign. Now, here's another thing. If you want to answer the question about whether or not Kamala Harris is a liar, she already provably lied in these debates. There was a moment where uh, every people put their hands up and um, had to, to, to say, do you support Medicare for all? That was like, they do this thing because obviously it's not, a, it, it's American politics. So we have to basically treat it like it's fucking kindergarten, right? And they said, Oh, listen uh, show of hands, who's for Medicare for All? And of course everybody went like, Yep, 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 we're all for that. Like people went first, who's going first? And then people put it up, and Bernie was straight up there, and everyone was straight up and everyone everyone, the entire candidacy in the, in the debates Kamala Harris was in, put their hands up, right? But she lied about that because she's actually not for Medicare for All. And when interviewed about it. On MSNBC, she had to admit she lied so and she recanted the hand raise that she did in the uh, debates for the American people. So uh, here's what she said. So, once and for
5: all, do you believe that private insurance should be eliminated in this country? No. You don't? No, I don't. But not. you raised your hand. <laughs>
0: her, her explanation. Her explanation is brilliant, it is It is genius, and this is why I think Kamala Harris has gone very far in this campaign, because somebody has fed her this bullshit, like not even the most like diseased politician can come up with her justification for it, do it again, you raised your hand, you lied, w- which part wasn't clear? Listen, but once and for all, do you believe that private insurance should be eliminated in this country? No, you don't. No, I but do not. But you raised your hand last night. But the night.
9: question was, would you give up your private insurance for that option? And I said, yes. Oh, I think I do. you heard
3: it differently than others then.
9: I probably, because that's, <laughs> that's what I heard. Question, but, to yeah, hand hand but I will t- By the way, but can I'm, we have a rule,
1: by it. the way, in future debates, no more hand raised. Huh
0: Oh, yeah. I, I I thought you meant, would I give up my personal insurance? Well, yes, absolutely. I didn't mean I would give up it in general for Medicare. For, unbelievable. To even sit there, and again, you can see, like... Looking around the room, looking around the room, which one of my allies is gonna come in me? up
9: your private insurance yeah. for that option? And I said yes. Oh, I, think I you do. you heard it
3: differently than others then. Oh, you did, probably,
0: you surely did.
9: That's what I, I heard. But. The
0: but I wonder if I can get the actual question, because I, I did have it, I think. Um, This might do it. Let me have a look. Will they they actually show the clip, though? Never know with NBC, dude. Never know where they're at. They're definitely pushing Elizabeth Warren, though. There's no doubt about that. No, that, that is a picture of a raisin. Can't even turn that down. This Let's go for the temple. Oh, yeah. temple ads.
4: Uh, So let me ask you first: you know, uh, did, did you have a chance journalism. to listen to
7: what? Uh... That's right. This isn't even the Fury thing. got a Nike sponsorship. Holy crap!
0: Fury got a Nike sponsorship. No,
4: that's not what I meant. Well, it's a, we... late a lifetime. He felt that he was misrepresented. That... Is
0: this it? God, your video player is fucking AIDS, dude.
5: Medicare for all system in, or do you still believe that there should be exceptions for which there are still some me. folks that can opt in to different parts of private insurance
9: Medicare for all it, it, my vision of Medicare for all includes private insurance where people can have supplemental insurance
4: and then earlier today on morning Joe she forcefully indicated she would not support the elimination of private insurance.
5: You've been asked and sort of clarified this question a couple of times over the course of the campaign. So once and for all, do you believe that private insurance should be eliminated in this country? No.
4: And this is at least the second <laughs> no. time that uh, no. Kamala and Harris has no. No. seemingly no. uh, supported no. it no. and walked it back, the elimination of private insurance.
5: I believe it will totally eliminate private insurance. Um, so for people out there who like their insurance, well, they don't get to keep it.
9: Well, listen, the idea is that everyone gets access to medical care and you don't have to go through the process of going through an insurance company, having them give you approval, going through the paperwork, all of the delay that may require. Who of us has not had that situation where you've got to wait for approval and the doctor says, well, I don't know if your insurance company is going to cover this let's eliminate all of that, let's move on well you
3: support Uh, the bernie sanders bill which essentially gets rid of insurance
0: she is all over the the fucking road dog
3: what happened on
9: that stage it was in the context of saying let's get rid of all the bureaucracy
3: let's get all of the waste oh not the insurance companies
4: no, that's not what I meant so congressman once and for all can you clarify where she stands on the issue of private insurance? I will to as far as i know but i believe her position is very similar to mine That's which right. is that she believes what Maybe a
0: fucking stream. joke dude
7: hope paul is well rich lewis Tor and thumb
0: uh i'm doing all right i'm getting tired though 9 am so there was this and then this is the thing i want to end on uh because like i say kamala harris there's a weird big push from the dems um to get like i don't know why if you had to pick like if if, if we agree that in the interest of the democratic ideal having a woman of color uh as the candidate is best in the interest of everybody and will break so many barriers and it'll be fantastic and everything you know like okay cool um but somebody brought up that um you know she talked a lot she used a lot of uh, you know when she talked about the bussing issue there's a lot of references to um and and she did this in the debate as well there's a lot of references to stuff that is about african american uh, debt now what i what i mean by the, the debt of being an african american like th- this isn't anything that should shock anybody and and should uh you know surprise you that this is a real thing that you know slavery existed like literally not that long ago like there's still people alive that can uh, recall it generationally and it was something that specifically affected african americans because it was literally people who were brought from africa against their will to america to work in slave conditions it's why we have African-Americans. It's why that term is, again, the preferred nomenclature. It's why a lot of people choose that over black, because there is a heritage component to it. It's about remembering where you came from, that yes, you are black. Yes, you are American, but you were brought from Africa, right? And I think it's perfectly reasonable. I think I don't think this is like identity politics in the way that we think of it as a negative. I think the term African-American is something that, um, it's, it's not interchangeable with black. We need to remember that. We need to remember that it's a very specific thing. You know, you don't call people when you're in Europe, if you see a black person in Italy or Portugal or Spain or, you know, France or Germany, you don't say, well, you're African-American. Because they're not. They might be of African descent originally. But you don't say, oh, hey, hey, my African-American friend. It would be ridiculous, right? So, but you get some people, you know, you get some people that don't seem to realize that it, especially in America, that it's not like just some interchangeable term. You go, oh, he's an African-American male. No, he's not. He's black. (laughs) He's from Europe. He's not uh, African-American. Um... Yeah, and you, yeah, you you can th- my my point is black would obviously makes way more sense in 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 Europe. Um because you can't be African American, but I'm just saying there's a reason this term has been adopted in America. That's the, that's the point. Now, what you end up with with uh what what you've ended up with today is some people point it out that Kamala Harris, while she's American obviously, she is of jamaican and indian descent and some and some people pointed this out and then everybody went crazy saying this is birtherism <laughs> and i don't understand why anybody would get offended by that but it but it literally happened People started comparing it to birtherism. No, this is absolutely true. Um, I'll start with the initial thing. Um, oh, wait, this isn't even the right link. Um, so the Daily Beast, there was a couple of like articles. Uh, the the So for those who don't remember what birtherism is, birtherism was the uh, democratically uh, conceived, actually, uh, idea that uh, Obama can't be president because he was secretly Kenyan. Um, and it uh, it was actually a DNC pack that came you up with it. They were basically collecting dirt for when That's Hillary written. was running against Obama. Time sure, flies. Thanks
7: for this roller coaster of a life you gave me. That is now my interest in esports.
0: No worries. Twenty months. Appreciate it, Doug. Um. So. They were basically like saying, oh, you know, he's from he's from Kenya and isn't American and has no American roots whatsoever. So as a result, uh, he can't be president and it's illegal. And he's been made president because of some weird like globalist coup to put a Kenyan in charge of America. I don't know. I, I never I never understood what birtherism was about it made no fucking sense to me um but i also do know the roots of it and it was when hillary was running against the dc a lot of people misattributed to hillary that's not true she didn't want to use it and then when the republicans got hold of it they ran with it donald trump's repeated it a bunch you know which was why Uh, Obama was very keen to go after him at that famous meeting where he insulted him and said, you will never be president. That was actually born of the bitterness of the whole birtherism movement where people were calling Obama's legitimacy into uh, question. But um, saying that Kamala Harris isn't African-American isn't birtherism, because she isn't because Jamaica isn't Africa and India isn't Africa. She's definitely American. No one's disputing that part. No one's saying she can't run for, for president. But when you evoke um, African American history, slavery, civil rights movement, everything else, I I think, I don't think it's wrong uh african-americans to to say actually no wait this is about our thing and if you think i'm being crazy and bringing that up uh don lemon actually fucking uh don, don don lemon actually called this out uh and said you know what this is uh she is not african-american and again if you don't know who don lemon is don lemon is the black um yeah uh, incidentally the black gay host of cnn um i'll just play you the the video where where this got brought up and people people got pissed off with don lemon and started like trying to imply that he was up to no good this was back in february she is a black
8: woman she's a mixed race woman when you see her you see her blackness but she is also south asian her mom is south asian and her dad is jamaican april 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 let me let me let me
3: listen more power to her and I think it's great. That is that should be enough. it is enough that she's a black woman. We
4: are not a monolith. No, 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 no. But they did
3: the same thing.
8: No, 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 no. I think you're
3: not. You're not hearing what people are saying. The people who are saying is she black enough That's bull. That's BS. Yes. But to 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 want a distinction to say is she African American, or is she black, or she whatever what's there is nothing wrong with that there is a difference between being african-american and being black um Latin, people Latin, people latino people are people of color but they're not black. They're brown people. She is a woman okay. Of
8: color, but she is a black woman. Okay, that's she, why I
3: agree with that. I agree with Drake. that. but is she African American? No no, no,, no. But is she African- American? there's a difference. There's nothing wrong with that. No one is trying so to take anything down. Let's away go from down. her let's go down down her lineage. I think you're you falling. I think you're falling into a trap of that All she had to do was say, I am black. but I'm not African American. That's it. Down I think there's actually I'm not falling in.
8: Let me, let me, let me finish. Hold on. I'm not falling into a trap by that. When, when, when she goes down her lineage, many Africans landed on in Jamaica and all these other Caribbean islands. So she could indeed Jamaica's be not African-American mixed with others, but she Jamaica's is de- not America, but she is a black woman. She Jamaica was born not here. In Jim Crow. Okay. Well, let's, I'm let's go saying. into Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz was born in I'm not talking about Ted Cruz. This is not Cuban. about
0: Ted Cruz. You're changing know, the subject. I know, but you
8: know what? We can't.
0: So listen, I don't even know where the right side of the argument to fall upon is, but I think if you uh, you know, I I understand rightly why African Americans are proud of their history and their heritage and want it to be remembered accurately and don't want African American to be an interchangeable word for black, like I totally get that. Now I don't know if that makes me like a weird liberal identitarian or if I, maybe there's a way it's Reverse alt-rightism. I don't know like it just seems to me that it makes total sense that if you're half Jamaican half Indian uh, Or or rather from your heritage you're half Jamaican and half Indian and and you were born in America and you're a naturalized American citizen um, (laughs) You don't get to call yourself African American you you certainly are black no one's disputing that Um, but you're not African American Um, and I think just using that term probably shouldn't, and if people point that out, I don't think that's racist, but uh uh-oh, yeah, it's definitely happening, it is definitely happening, I showed you the Daily Beast article where it got brought up, um, what was the other thing that happened here, uh, yeah, there was this, uh, oh, and I agree, completely, it it shows how far fucking gone we are, Uh, that that's even a discussion worth having. Um, But yeah, Kamala Harris had to come out and say, listen, I am who I am. Uh, um, I am simply American, which, uh, you know, this is again back in February when all this was getting brought up. It was really weird. There was this like strange vetting process of all of the political candidates, uh, for some reason, one of the talking points was whether or not Kamala Harris g- gets to call herself African-American. So it's very important to the DNC because that's a big voting block of the DNC, of the Democrats. Um, to compare it to birtherism seems ridiculous. Uh, But but they are doing that right now. And it makes me wonder again about these further cracks, these further divides we're going to see in the Democratic Party as the process goes forward. I don't think there's anything racist in pointing out she's not an African-American. No, but nobody's talking about whether or not she can be president. No one's talking about that. Just about what label you get to apply yourself. And if the Democrats are all about accurate labels, then they should be all about that too. Mm. and that i think i think i covered all of the nightmare of the fucking democratic uh party it was it uh democratic party debates no there was one other thing and then we're out you're not even a real journalism oh how can i forget about this that's right oh god oh lord so brett stevens Come on, you can do it. Brett Stevens is a columnist uh, for the New York Times. Come on, you. Give me that fucking. There it is. He is notoriously liberal. He's uh, uh, an, an, uh, you know opinion columnist for him has been for a long long time and he watched the debates like me and concluded holy fucking shit this is a wretched start for the democrats because it was and it is so he wrote this article it's not particularly long i'll read you the bits that uh, caused all of the problems but just so you know what he what he was saying was we need a candidate that can beat trump and we need a candidate that that c- that can be related to by working people and i saw the 25 clowns come through the fucking democratic machinery and i don't believe there were any and i say that as a man who has been around politics for a while and so desperately wants the democrats to get back on track okay you're going to say to yourself, how on earth could an, an a never Trump Democrat, I want to say child of an immigrant who speaks fluent Spanish, how could he ever be called racist? That's where we're at right now. That's the debate. Um, Amigo, wait right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do some Spanish here, guys. No, not my thing. We don't learn that in Europe, funnily enough, because Spain isn't uh, a power so much in Europe. Uh, so we learn German or French, right? Amigos <laughs> democratas, si ustedes siguen así van a perder les elecciones y lo. is that right? Am I close? Alright, whatever. We learn French and German. Deal with it. Translation for the linguistically benighted. Democratic friends, if you go on like this, you're going to lose the elections and you'll deserve it. 5 out of 10. Alright, I'll take it. In this week's Democratic debates, it wasn't just individual candidates who presented themselves to the public. It was also the party itself. What conclusions should ordinary people draw about what Democrats stand for other than a thunderous repudiation of Donald Trump and how they see America other than as a land of unscrupulous profiteers and hapless victims? Here's what. A party that makes too many Americans feel like strangers in their own country. A party that puts more of its faith and invests more of its efforts in them, in italics instead of us also in italics for emphasis right so what he's about to do is he is about to establish that in the mentality of the average american voter there is a "us" thing and, and the them can apply to i don't know anybody immigrants foreigners you know but but it's but but the us is very much the average working class american voter that's all that's all people who aren't generationally um there's there's not a clear generational divide from the point where they weren't american if you know what i mean so not that that should matter but as we saw with donald trump With a populist resurgence, it does matter to some people. What Brett Stevens is trying to do is address that. So this is the problematic paragraph. They, talking about that other, that he created in the former paragraph, they speak Spanish. We don't. They are not US citizens or legal residents. We are. They broke the rules to get into the country. We didn't they pay few or no taxes we already pay most of those taxes they willingly got themselves into debt talking about students we're asked to write it off they don't pay the premiums for private health insurance we are supposed to give up ours in exchange for some va type nightmare they didn't start enterprises that create employment and drive innovations. We're expected to join the candidates in demonizing the job creators, breaking up the businesses, and taxing them to the hilt. That was the broad gist of the democratic message in which the only honorable exceptions, like Maryland's John Delaney and Colorado's John Hickenlooper, came across as square dancers at a rave. Now, I think there's some loaded uh, language here that's you know inescapable, right? But if you ever want to talk about what the average American thinks, you're going to have to take some license, and I think that's what Brett Stevens did here. And that license is to make some assumptions about what the average American feels. Uh, when he hears Democratic politicians say we will give free health care to every illegal immigrant that they've said actually if, uh, if somebody comes here if somebody comes to America illegally and they don't break the law in any other way they should just be let in. Now I have no issue with that but I'm not American remember I too am an, a, 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 am an immigrant. So, I'd love the system to be easier. As somebody who's currently going through the process again of getting another visa updated, mortally terrified that my entire life is going to be fucking torn up, massively sympathetic. But equally, you will notice I am I am not chancing it as an illegal, and I am going through the correct process out of respect to the nation I call home. So... I, 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 I watched the democratic elections, as you guys know. Uh, the democratic debates, sorry, as you guys know, because we just talked about them. And I heard some shit that I was like, you know what? I don't think that plays well with the average American. I think when you say things like, you know, if we we, we want to let people in, and we wanna let them in without any checks, any balances. As long as they haven't broke the law, they can come and stay. And we're gonna give them free healthcare and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. I think in an ecosystem where people are already struggling financially, and we've had like not austere measure, you know, not austerity measures like we've had in the, the UK, but we've had problems with people making less and less money it makes people nervous again it's that economic anxiety that everybody said was uh, uh, cloaked language for racism when the trump campaign was running in 2016 but you're making it a reality when you say things like that now i think brett stevens really clumsily waded into this and I, and I think that paragraph is so clunky. But I don't think it's racist. I don't think it's racist at all. And I don't think that's the point he's trying to convey. And I think what he's trying to say is, like, listen, we need to talk more to the concerns of ordinary people. But that isn't how this played out. This article... Uh, a wretched start for Democrats, which was literally, "Hey, this is what we need to do to win." Uh, got, got played out like in in public. What people literally said he was racist. Like, it was it was unreal how quickly it, it, it turned. Um, let me let me show you uh, some of the stuff people said. uh So, um, Soledad O'Brien accused him just flat out of being a white nationalist. And it's just like, wow, like, she said that his article was talking about colonialism. It wasn't. She said that he was like calling for some sort of colonialism. But here it is just remind everybody Brett Stevens in his calling for a new kind of colonialism column. Oh this is like some throwback to another one. She also um, let me let me find the quote where she literally said, What's really weird is, by the way, Solatad O'Brien follows me on, on, on Twitter. I do not know why she does. Um, <laughs> I can't think why you would ever want to follow what, what stuff you would have to talk about. Yeah, that's actually true. Um, I mean, I am gorgeous and everything, but I'm pretty sure she's married and spoken for. Um, Here, look, just in case you're worried, wait. Let me, uh... Here, let me, let me, uh... Yeah, look. <laughs> I, I I don't know why. I don't know what that's a throwback for. Um, but she follows me for some reason. I, I like don't understand. Maybe I'll ask her about this. I'll hit her up with a DM and um Yeah, but then again, Anthony Scaramucci followed me too. Like I had I like I had some like unbelievable like there was like a weird period where it was like my 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 best the, the follower I'm most proud of was Jerry Rice. The fucking best wide receiver of all time. Love that motherfucker. Actually followed me on, on Twitter. So I was like, wow. Um, I have no idea why I'd ever want to <laughs> read a single tweet that I'd ever put out. But uh, whatever. Uh, anyway. so, so I, I can't find the exact tweet at the moment. It's getting late, so who gives a fuck? Um... But yeah she came out and basically said Brett Stevens was like a white nationalist um, a lot of people came out and accused him of this and it's like I just I don't know maybe it's something about m- me and, and about people in, in general but I, I like I, I, I don't know like I I don't agree with what he's saying and but, but I understand where he's coming from and the point he's trying to make I just don't feel that like, makes him a white nationalist immediately. Here it is over on PJ Media. Reza Aslan, a man who had human brains on TV and has the Kuru, um, said uh, in, in response to the column, holy moly, Brett Stevens jumps out of the white nationalist closet here with his all of this they and not us bullshit. He's not saying that represents his views. He's saying that is his perception of how he thinks the average American voter feels. Um, don't think it makes him a white nationalist. Um so th- this was from Rachel Verona Cote. Uh, so many talented and incisive women looking for work. And the Times continues to deliver fat checks to Brett Stevens, a mediocre writer at best, who also happens to be a white nationalist ghoul, simply appalled that Democrats aren't pandering to rich white capitalists. Lauren Rankin. Honestly, this isn't even covert. It's clear and intentional. Us versus them. Yeah, you're right, but you're you're not thinking about it in in the way that that you should be. Uh, white nationalism from Brett Stevens, and even in a even in an opinion piece, even when he's not talking about what he thinks. So in the opinion piece, he's saying, "I think this is what the average American voter believes, <laughs> not what I believe." But they say that makes him a white nationalist. It is unacceptable to publish this racist, divisive, white supremacist viewpoint in the New York Times. David M. Perry, ordinary people. Americans feel like strangers in their own country. They speak Spanish. We don't. Brett Stevens, laundering white nationalism for the New York Times op ed page. Next to write a column on birth rates. Um. So, Brett Stevens did reply to this, and I don't know, like, again, maybe I'm susceptible to this, maybe I'm part of the problem, who fucking knows, who knows what's real anymore, but I I read this, and it was hard to not feel sorry, he said, um, Thread, I write a column that attempts to represent the way ordinary voters, e.g. people who voted for Obama and later Trump likely uh, saw those, uh, Dem debates, this representation of a view is read as an endorsement, it wasn't, I mean, I didn't see it that way, I thought he was, like, trying to say, this is, like, how this group of people, I imagine, uh, think, Next come the accusations of racism. So Soledad, O'Brien, Reza Aslan, and various other people I've never met accuse me of being something I'm not, whatever, but they unwittingly demonstrate a style of moral bullying and progressive demagoguery. Remember, this is a progressive. This is a liberal. This is a never-Trumper uh um, and progressive demagoguery that turns people off and plays into trump's hands and that's a tragedy in case you missed my last 1000 golems or so i want nothing more than for trump to lose but right now i bet he's going to win because the left is driving away the voters. democrats need to win for what it's worth My late father was from Mexico. My mother was a refugee. I grew up in the DF. I speak Spanish. I am a consistent advocate of liberal immigration policy. I hear Soledad O'Brien is a decent person. I assume she will apologize. I expect nothing of the other trolls. Fini. And that was when Soledad O'Brien tweeted, you're not getting an apology. Go read your awful column. So, I don't know um it, it 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 seems to me that again we're getting closer and closer to what I think needs to happen with the Democratic Party what what I think needs to happen in American politics in general? This idea of two parties encompassing the whole spectrum of political thought is nonsense. It's nonsense. And we know that the Democrat Party is divided with traditional Dems, traditional liberals, guys like Brett Stevens, and then this more extreme element this more progressive element this more radical element you know whatever word you want to use to describe them they think about things very differently we've ended up with 25 candidates in the democratic debates because there is such a wide encompassing different spectrum different scope different factions within the party that we it's going to take forever to whittle down and even when we whittle it down we might end up with another situation like Bernie and Hillary, where it was like, Hillary don't represent what Bernie, what Bernie supporters want, and Bernie supporters don't represent what Hillary supporters want. So what do we do? We need to have a split in the Republican Party, and we need to have a split in the Democrat Party. This new wave of Republican, this new wave of conservatives, this Trumpian group, they need to go away and make their own party. The Republicans are traditional stiff-shirt conservatives need to make their own party and the democrats need to split up with the whole fucking socialist hardline radical you know fight the power group and the traditional neocon democrats we need to have this split it's not actually helping anyone and least of all right now if like me you're tired of donald trump And if, like, a lot of people who bought into Donald Trump, they're just tired of Donald Trump and the way things are because of the Donald Trump paradigm, which isn't even necessarily an indictment of Donald Trump, but just of how everyone has gone crazy because of the existence of President Trump. All this is helping uh, right now is secure in another four years. That is it. Because I watched a... Piss weak, field, uh, embarrass themselves, and every time somebody tries to come out and speak to the heart of like what they believe, you know, on the leftist side, on the liberal side, and the Democrat side, what the average American voter thinks, they go, ah, but you you you're talking like them, you're you're racist. Like it cannot be that everyone who disagrees with the extreme progressive arm of the Democrat Party is a white nationalist. It cannot be that way, and if you keep pushing it as that being the only way things are, you don't want to know how this story ends, because it ends with a fucking orange fucking man in the White House, which I'm told you guys all hate.